sense of who I was to be I looked up to the trees, the birds, falling leaves The rain can't change the way the stirs got me The monotony had me stuck like I'm in the mud track New key, different lot, how I'm supposed to react So I dug when I did, cause I had to Got rooted, I looked up to the sky Can't nothing move me Optimistic, simplistic, realistically Germination process, smell the flowers be I sprouted, reached out, added, branched out Young boy, sapling, yeah, mighty oak now That concrete, used to have me bound But my leaf new, y'all smell that fruit I come from this, now I got the juice Produce that new wave that you're listening to You feel me? I know you hear me Cause you're bobbing your head Street trees all I ever be Fuck what you said Word I know you hear me Cause you're bobbing your head Street trees all I ever be Ever be I mean we ain't at the ER though <laughs> I thought you said we ain't at the ER <laughs> But it, uh, So if I see another person Of color in a <laughs> you see somebody else Right Well Especially okay. Of one of us And we end up in a uh, close quarters. Let's say uh, uh, I'm, I'm losing my words. Work right environment. Now. A work environment. Uh, uh, any public. Passing. Yeah, we in. But you know, it's us in there. So I'll be like, "What's good?" And if he ain't got nothing to say, sure. I got a problem with him. Sure. The whole time, and I'm gonna give him another chance. Sure. And if he don't do it again, yeah, you gotta give him. I chance. you got because maybe yeah. he maybe he didn't maybe he was going through something. Right. Thinking about things. Right. But maybe. even didn't even notice you. Right. So I'll give you a chance, but you don't really get three strikes. At, like if I said do it again, <laughs> what's, his, what's what, what's his name? Exactly. Who is he? <laughs> what is this? Who is this dude? You know him? I, I don't like him. <laughs> he ain't giving you the, the what's up, brother? Nah, I don't back. like that dude. Does he got to speak or can he just give you like a head? What's you, up? Hey, give me some communication. <clears throat> Acknowledgement. Any of that. Like, I can take that. But you ain't going to walk by me, look at me and... Oh, this... Oh, Hollow man. No. So do I got the right to go off if I hold the door for you and say thank you? <laughs> I take that's disrespectful. Nah, that's a personal thing because you chose to hold that door. Damn. You do. You choose to hold that door. Or is it you chose to be an <clears throat> asshole and not say thank you? That's also the thing. Or, you know, maybe, you no. Know, people uh, be scared, though, to be talking. So There's a lot of social awkward people. That's the which thing, I don't, for real. I still don't care Some about that. Some people just get doors I, open for them, too. Right. You're just a gentleman, you know, because you open a door for somebody and they don't say thank you doesn't take you being doesn't take away from you being a gentleman. That's never the reason why you open the door for the thank you anyway. Unless you that bellboy. If you're getting paid, see if you're getting paid, that's the you know bellboy be like what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got a question. Catch the if, back of your heel with that door. What if you pull up to a red light and it's a guy out there with a sign? You put five dollars out the window and he snatched that motherfucker and walked to the next car. Oh, but he's he's supposed to stop at yours. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to say thank you. Yeah, you say thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you, thank you. you can say oh, I appreciate it. happened you. to you. I got you. What if he, he just snatch your five and just like? Are you getting out the car? Let's go. <laughs> you go. You That's getting happened? the back? That's crazy. No, no. If it did, he get my five. Uh, he get oh, some change what? back. I'm giving his ad two dollars. Mm-hmm. You taking this cup? You mm-hmm. ain't getting the whole five. 
titties. You ain't getting the whole five. Yeah, you done fucked up. I try to tip you a little bit. You ain't getting the whole five. I hope that ain't never happened. No, just because you broke don't mean you came with manners. Ooh. Ooh, shit. I guess. But Makes boy, but when said you, I guess. I, I, for real, you, you better get you the, some. You on the streets, my boy. Humble is what it is. Yeah, what are we talking about? Everybody ain't humble. Everybody's not humble. Why? Why are they not humble? I don't know. That's something that's taught. Either it's taught or something that's learned. That you didn't went through something, you had to become humble. I think uh, humble pie both. is a thing. You get a little bit of both, you know both. what I mean? You can both. get humbled. Both. Yeah. Life hum- has a way of humbling. Oh yeah. I got whooped. <laughs> <laughs> I got whooped. But people take a lot of ass whoopings and still be bad. They didn't do oh, shit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, they like that. Well, mine, mine took. <laughs> My ass whoopings took. <laughs> right. Yeah, they they stuck. I'm still ignorant. I'm got my ass with my whole life. I thought it was gonna work. It didn't. I cried for about seven minutes. Well, it's, it's a time. I had where, a new joke. <laughs> it's a time where mama whoops your ass, and then life starts whooping your ass. Mm. That's when, when life do it to you. Be like, oh, oh. Hey. yeah, mm. yeah. Because mama says she loves you. Right. <laughs> life don't care about no. you at all. Hey, I lost. Like, I had, I had some humble pie because I thought I was really kicking it. Like, you know, I'm just getting out the crib. All that. I lost the job. Got robbed. Oh wow. Mm. All in the same like month. All the ops. It's like, what's going on here? But yeah, so yeah, you can lose too. Yeah, life will do you, man, for real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I try to be as humble as I can, but sometimes you can't be humble. Nah. So what you trying to say? Sometimes you just gotta step on their Somet- necks. I mean, yeah. sometimes yeah. because because yeah. people ask for it now. Oh God. Like, oh God, people be asking for it. something. Like, hey, nah, bro, today ain't the day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that, that, yeah, Met- Metal Gear, <laughs> solid for, for real. real, for real. Sometimes you gotta get that Metal Gear. Oh my God. Ah. <sighs> oh. So what's going on, fellas? We got ISO in the building. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, I appreciate you guys letting me come on. For what's going for on, bro? Man, not much, man. I feel like it's a it's a different day, you know, ending the night off with, you know, you guys' podcast. Definitely a little bit different. But, man, these days just ain't long enough sometimes, you know, especially when you're really out here trying to work. So I know that's right. Yeah. So for our listeners that... I don't know where they've been that don't know who you are. Why don't yeah. you give us a little background how you got to be who you are today? Man, I mean, whew. So are you from Springfield? So uh, my family, we, uh, we're we from Nigeria, uh, a small city called Akure, you know, on the other side of the ocean. And, you know, my, my dad got a job up here for the state after he— uh, graduated from Nashville after meeting my mom up there. It's kind of weird because, you know, they both, you know, foreigners that went to uh, Tennessee State and met each other, you know what TSU. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know what I mean? I come from, you know, humble backgrounds. I mean, if it wasn't for that, uh, basically he was a teacher at uh, Tennessee State. He was in um, Paris and he saw my dad eating out of a dumpster or whatever and gave him a meal and he asked my dad, like, what is one thing that I could do for you that could change your life? And he's like, I just want to go to school. And he's like, man, I'm a professor. And so he 
somehow got my dad from Paris to America and gave him a chance, you know? And what's crazy about it is my dad, even though he was homeless, eating out of dumpsters in Paris, he actually won. Um, basically, we do these uh, lotteries in, like, Nigeria. I'm not sure if they got them anymore, but basically what these lotteries did is— in America used to do them in different places or Western countries used to do them. But basically what it did is it gave one one in a million person a chance to go to that country and become a citizen. And so my dad won that lottery to go to Paris. Wow. So that's how he ended up there. Yeah. So, cool. So, Damn. Yeah, that's kind of where, you know what I mean, I come from. And then when it comes to this, this uh, ISO stuff, I mean, I'm just, you know— a native from Springfield, man. You know, I done lived in different places. I done moved away. But for some reason, you know, I always find my way back to Springfield. And when I basically, I want to say, failed out of school, universities and all that, I was on my way to kind of check out, you know, to go live with my parents' house. You know, I was 21, 22 years old. And there was a, a guy by the name of Yadi Eli, he owns Wet mm. Bar. At the time, it wasn't even Wet Bar or nothing, just a DJ or whatever. But I had seen him at a studio in St. Louis before because he used to do uh, electric wiring and stuff like that. And I told him, if I ever came to Springfield, I want to see your studio or whatever. So on my way back, you know, coming from Champaign, coming back to Springfield, I stopped at his place. And I mean, I never knew Yadi from... Never knew the guy. Like, we never even had a real conversation. And so I stopped by, you know, we started talking for an hour, and I was like, man, you know what I mean? Um, I'm about to go live back with my parents. You know, it's an embarrassment because it's just like somebody like me, like, you know, it's it, it's one thing to, like, you know, go live with your parents, but somebody like me, I always, you know, kind of have my own. I always got money. So, like, it was a real embarrassment. It was like my parents, like, being like, man, I told you this life would catch up with you. Come home, nigga. <laughs> like, right. you know? so, so, but anyways, I talked to him for that hour, and he was just like, bro, there's something about you, man. How about this? I got a spare bedroom up there. Why don't you just live with me? And I was like, man, I'm a stranger. You don't know if I'm going to cut your throat in the night or what. But, you know, he, he gave me a chance. And I can say that. Uh, so were what, you doing music or yeah, so, yeah so no, it wasn't even none of that, man. What's crazy about it is, is back then, it was just just music, just rapping. I mean, I was pretty much homeless, you know what I mean? Shit, I remember seeing Mario Cannon back then. He was homeless. We were just some kids, just a Yachty studio, just trying to, you know, make some music and beg Yachty to engineer for us. And really, right. he didn't want to, <laughs> like, you right, know? But, but, I mean, one thing I can say about him, though, that's different is just, like, all my life, like, I always understood, like, how to make money, like, you know, on the streets or how to, like, hustle up that type of way. Yachty, and even though my dad had a business sense and different, I just never—it never, like, stuck on me. Yachty was the first man that really, like, sat me down and really showed me what business was. I mean, to the point where it was, like— he was like, yeah, bro, like, if you bring anything into my crib like that shit, like, I know who you is, and I know you sneaky. It's over with. So it was like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I still hustle while I live with him, but I had to, like, maneuver a different way. And then towards the end, you know what I mean? Uh, he basically towards the end, which is messed up, like, after a year went by, I mean, literally, like, 12 months exactly, one day I woke up, and we just laughing, kicking in, you know, we in this kitchen. He's like, yeah, man, you got to get out. I'm like, get out? I'm like, wait a minute, what? I'm like, get out? Where the hell am I supposed to go? And he's like, man, I'm telling you, man, with everything you learned from me, 
you're good. You're going to figure it out, man. And you know we boys, so you can always come over here. But, yeah, you got to go find your own place to live, man. You got to, <laughs> you know, you got to get out, bro. <laughs> 12 months, man. Yeah, so then. Figure it out. Yeah, so, I mean, after that, you know, at that point, because I was like, dang, bro, you did me bogus. You made me start hustling. Well, he didn't make me, but, man, you 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 taught me to want to start hustling. I ain't got really no income like that. And, Dad, you could have told me, like, two weeks ago this is going to happen. Not on the day of. Like, man, yeah, you got a yeah. week. And so, Give me notice. <laughs> I know, 365, right? <laughs> hey, 365 days? Well, what you going to do with two weeks? Exactly. We had 365 days. Facts, facts. And so, you know what I mean? After that, you know, somehow I... Uh, Went down there because I had never really worked like, you know what I mean? Like, I worked some job, but I hadn't worked since I was, like, 15, 16 years old, like, a job. So I went down there to, what's that, a job corps or whatever there on Stevenson. Uh, So they hooked me up with a job at uh, Bunnomatic. And so, (laughs) uh, for whatever reason, you know, Bunnomatic, you know, was... Weak. Yeah, they put me in every station, and I kept failing out, you know. I won't lie, you know, a lot of it was me, you know. I guess it just wasn't meant for me, because they tried with me. I mean, to the guy to the point where they're just like, go to the warehouse, please, (laughs) just just, just stack some boxes. But in that meantime, what was dope was, is that, like, you know, the whole HISO, like, just how I feel about just this entertainment company, I started, like, thinking about it in my head. Like, even, like, this, like, logo on my pendant. Like, I kid you not, I bring a journal to work, and at lunchtime, I be drawing it. Like, they used to make fun of me. Like, Skittles will tell you, like, uh, Barry, he used to work over there. I don't know if you guys know Barry or I Skittles. Know Barry. I know who yeah. yeah, I don't know. But you, but, you, you, were, you were with him at Bun? Yeah, Bun. I, I was there. I oh, was there. yeah. See, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, I mean, he was one of those people, when I used to tell him, like, and I mean, it's all due respect, because, you know, that's my boy, but he used to be like, bro, Springfield, this isn't it, and this isn't that. They used to laugh at me when I was drawing, getting into stuff. So, long story short, you know what I mean? I worked a bunch of positions until they eventually fired me, and so <laughs> I kind of, you know, I just, I, I just went back to hustling, and then I uh, met the mother of my child, and... Um, I started just thinking about this HISO idea that I created at Bunnomatic, and I was like, man, I really want to go, like, full force with it. And, you know, she forced me. She was just like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get my degree, and if you go to, like, get, like, something from MTI or something like that, I will leave you alone about the HISO thing. I promise you, you don't got to worry about me because she was on my ass because we were broke and we were about to have a child, and we only had a one-bedroom. We didn't even have another bedroom for the kid. And so... Hmm. I did the MTI thing for like a, what was it? I don't know if it was like eight months or a year or whatever. And I did that. And even the whole time I'm doing that, I'm still thinking about the ideas for HISO, still talking to some of my boys about kind of just how I want to bring like, you know, a group of people together. And so I finished that. And I mean, I remember the first day that I had a, I think it was like um, at that SIU, one of these SIU buildings. And I remember the first day that I was supposed to work, I was hiding in the bathroom. I hearing them page me on the thing, can't say my name, right? <laughs> and I just knew I never had that type of nervous like feeling. And I was like, this ain't for me. So I went, I went back home. And that's when I really started like, you know, just trying to just get the whole HISO thing into overdrive. So I at the time they were my my bad. No, no, no. I just how long how, how long has HISO been going? Man, bruh. So I've had the building now. I got the building when I was 24. So I've had the building now for almost five years. So two years prior to that, 
before we had so about like seven years. Yeah, yeah. Seven mm. years. It don't seven. seem like that long. Nah, man. Time is the time's flying. Time's yeah, it flying. does. Don't play. Nah. So, I mean, start of high school was just literally like you know just a group of my friends. You know what I mean? Just us. I mean, just kicking it. You know what I mean? Drinking in my one bedroom apartment, just thinking about different ideas and stuff like that. Thinking like we were gonna be gods. Like I mean, like <laughs> we thought we was gonna make it that first year. Like on some like Wu Tang shit. And long story short, that definitely didn't happen. <laughs> you know, we were definitely, I was probably even more broke than I was before. And what saved me and putting money back to my company is one day I was just, uh, I had went to go visit Yachty and I had stayed there. Well, I think we had went out that night downtown or something. And so I stayed the night at his crib. And so during that time, uh, like uh, somebody that was on like uh, a work detail or whatever with one of the trucks at like 5 a.m., what do you call it, came through his street and hit my, uh, at the time I had a Benz and they hit the Benz and they went through the Benz and pounced off and went through his neighbor's living room. Oh, wow. And so the- Cha-ching. <laughs> yep, exactly. Hey, I know that neighborhood too. Cha-ching. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. So I took that since I was broke, I took that money and that $8,000 that they sent back. And what's crazy is I still don't even got a band today again. And I took that money and I put it back into like things for like HISO, like things mm -hmm. like, you know, just yeah. that made more sense. And yeah, we started doing, yeah. We hit started your lottery. Exactly. And we just your started, lottery hit you. Yeah. And so I just thought a little bit different this time around. And I was just like, you know what? Instead of just us, like just trying to make music and signing up for shows and stuff like that, why don't we flip the scale and like... I start buying some of this stuff and I start doing some of these events and I start doing some of these tours and buying this equipment. Like I've never been the best, whatever, videographer, engineer, or any of that stuff. But what I've always loved is the culture and I've always wanted to stand behind it. You know, I remember when I was, uh, not to get off the subject of HISO, but like my earliest like memories of being like a little kid is like when I was in Africa and there used to be this uh, guy that basically, he was the only one this was in the 90s that, that basically he had a boom box. But at that time, like in Africa, if you had one of them boom boxes, and I know for you guys, that was probably like the 80s that you guys really used to do. I see, we was always kind of like 10 years behind till the internet happened. Okay. But anyways, this guy basically would start like maybe five, six miles down, like down in the city, and he would walk all the way to this park and he would do this like once a week. And when he would do this, I mean, hundreds to thousands of people on his walk to the park would walk with him because he is the music guy. And what I noticed... Peter Piper. Yeah. And basically what I noticed is that in him doing that, even when we used to, like, climb the trees and stuff and, like, listen and watch everybody, it was all American music. And in my head, you know, I was at... And I was that African boy that, you know, my dad was in America. So I was always bragging like, man, my time is almost here, y'all. I'm mm. going to America. I don't know about y'all, but I'm about to get out of here. Right. So just seeing like my people like dancing to this music that they could barely, I'm not saying that because English is our second, is our first language because of the British colonizing us. I just know that there's a lot of stuff and just a lot of just American music at the time. It just... It just made, it just inspired me. It was just like, I wanted to be that guy. It's the I American wanted, dream. Yeah, I wanted to be him. Like, I mean, it's crazy. I still... Baseball, I even, apple pie. Yeah, I don't even think he's alive anymore. But I still, that's like my earliest memories of just like music and wanting to like draw a crowd. And that's where it just kind of comes from, you know? So.
I remember when you first hit the stage here, oh. and, and you didn't have all the stuff that you're talking about you occur. Yeah. You know, like you, and, and you came with Yachty. Yeah. Because Torch Tuesday had a couple of different, you know, eras. And I, I was a part of two different of those spins. Yeah. But I remember the second part of it, you was a part of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You would come in and do your thing. That's when Yachty was DJing in there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for real. Was, I still got one of them first CDs you had. Man, that's crazy. He was telling me about that the other yeah. day. I yeah. couldn't believe it because what's crazy is I don't even have one of them joints <laughs> no more. Yeah. So that's how it happens, B. That's why I keep that shit. Yeah, so that, that that's love, bro. That yeah. really is. I mean, you was there literally, you know, and a lot of people and I like, if they ever do a movie on this, like, you know, I hope they, you know, they put in all the details. But he was there when basically... I think it was like my first, second time ever rapping in front of a crowd. And um, I was so nervous, I kept spinning. And I spent the cord around my leg so tight that it wrapped me up like this. Like, I mean, I couldn't move because it was around. Everybody's laughing and stuff. And so I do the little scoot and twist myself around. And, you know, Yachty's like... And you know, I'm like, man. And so I, you know, I got off the stage and he was like, why'd you get off the stage, bro? Your song's not over with. And so when he said that, I don't know why I did, which made it even more embarrassing. I don't know if you remember that. I got back on stage to apologize to oh, the yeah. crowd. Like, man, and Yachty, he never let me, like, live that up, you know, to this day. Like, I apologize for, <laughs> <laughs> for all my people and all my, I mean, he really, and then what was so crazy about it is, is that at that time I was still living with Yachty. And I mean, I remember him and uh, his brother, um, uh, Offman, you know what I mean? I was trying to take a bath like afterwards just to cool down. And when I tell you, they made fun of me for two hours outside of that bathroom, bro. I mean, I mean, so, but it's good though, because you needed that type of stuff. And, you know, and a lot of people, you know, when stuff like that happens, you know, they might not even come back. I was there the next Tuesday. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. You was ready for that. Yeah, them Torch Tuesdays, man. That was, I'm, I'm definitely glad I was a part to see that. Uh, mm -hmm. That was something. So. Some foundation. When you, uh, when you started high school, what were some of the milestones that you set for yourself? Um, man, just, um, I want to say just, man, and I don't want to just say Springfield in general, but, um. Springfield has this thing, and even it's something that I feel like we're still trying to, like, tackle, which is, like, like this unity thing. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, I could sit here, and I'm, you know, and I feel like I'm a Springfield, you know, native. You know, even though, you know, my family ain't from here, I still feel like a native. And we should be able to be like, man, Springfield versus the world. Fuck everybody. And, bro, when you say that, you know what I mean, you don't even get that inspiration in the city. Like, people scared to represent, like, the Springfield they came from. And if we can't even, like, stand solid in that, like, being able to be like, man, Springfield versus all. And so where I guess I'm getting to with your question is, it's just like, I feel like that was the hardest thing was to bring people together. And I think that's where my knack got better in that because, I was trying to bring all these different people together and it was so hard over time, it became easier for me because I had to learn all these different like sections and people depending on where you're from in Springfield or who you are or <laughs> what you do. I had to learn to maneuver in that because that was the hardest thing for me is that I'm not like somebody that, you know what I mean, like engineers like you or a videographer. So all I had was the people that I brought together, you know? Yeah. In the hopes that if I made their dream alive, my dream would come alive. Y'all come so. through here and ball, but y'all got to get along. Yeah. And that's the, that's the, you know, like, I mean, that would be like night hoop 
in the inner in the inner city. You're gonna have young cats who are, who come from different neighborhoods with different affiliations. And you just want them to play basketball. Yeah. Well, basketball might might not happen, but mm-hmm. that is what we bringing you here for. Yeah. You know, and then everything else you want to just kind of work itself out, yeah. or or that's where the challenge is. Yeah, and that's in Springfield, uh, being Springfield, and mm-hmm. us in the room from Springfield definitely understand what you're talking about. Yeah, but like you said, challenges. What challenges did you know Heizo encounter that first year? That first year, <laughs> man. That first year, I and um, one thing that I can take from that first year is just professionalism and something that you know I'm not gonna call nobody out, but I think why Heizo kind of did a lot better or does a lot better is just because even though you know, trust me, we make our mistakes and stuff like that, we still try to uphold you know, that professionalism, which meant that, you know, no, you know, smoking blunts in the studio because that's going to kill, you know, business from these people wanting to bring their kids in and, you know, just different stuff like that. But the challenges that, you know, we faced in the beginning was that, man. I mean, to be honest with you, we was kids. I mean, we were young adults, but kids nonetheless. And I mean, we couldn't get past getting high and getting fucked up and (laughs) and just wanted to make music. And that's not a business. Like, you know what I mean? Like. He's 24 with a building, with a business. Yeah. 24. And that's just because, you know, like, I was just tired, like, you know, of just, for one, I was tired of living that, you know what I mean, trap, you know what I mean? Because it's just like, ever since I came back from Springfield, from when I was younger, even hustling like that, since my bread wasn't right. And if your bread ain't right and you hustling... Like, it's a trap, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're never really going to get really over unless you really, you know what I mean? Got it. Everybody in this room knows. So I was just tired of living that trap, tired of living broke, tired. And then it just felt like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you guys ever woke up and you like, man, I'm done partying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know I still got to sure. level up and grow, but man, For something sure. got to change. Something's got to change. I was just in desperation mode. I had a child on the way and it's just like me, you know what I mean? And... How do I say this the right way? It's like, I don't have a generation that's, that didn't have a dad. So I didn't want to be the first that couldn't mm. live up and be a dad for my child. So it's just like, to me, it was just desperation mode. And so after that first year and <laughs> they sent me that check, I was like, okay, we got to do something a little bit different. That's why I went and I got myself, you know, that building with the studio and started building that. Um, Before we got this building, I went and rented out that place, you know, that place, you know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, and a lot of people, you know, sometimes don't take those type of risks and I understand why, you know, but I was lucky enough to get, you know, the space that I had for 200 bucks, you know, a month. And so... What I did was I used that space, you know, almost like it was my own building, whether it was selling marketing stuff, whether it was production, whether it was studio, and I used it. And I mean, I I don't know if it was just the right timing or whatnot, but I want to say in uh, five to six months, I was able to almost save up 30 grand, you know, and I used that money plus, you know, just the knowledge that Yachty had given me and I went and teamed up with Edwards Jones and I did that, and that's how I used, and that's how we went and attacked the bank. Because a lot of people don't understand, like, I ain't even really had that good credit. But the difference between me and others is whenever I got that um, place that I was renting, I forget who told me, but they was just like, make sure you keep a, a paper trail. Make sure you write down everything. And I did. So even whenever we're sitting there with the banks and stuff, they couldn't, yeah, I might not have had the best credit. And yeah, they got me. But at the same token, they couldn't knock how this money was made. Like, right. we're not sitting up here with drug, you know. Absolutely. So, so I mean, 
that was the hardest challenge, but just getting professional or just trying to figure out, you know, people that could or wanted to be professional with me. And then another thing that just, you know what I mean? <laughs> it just, I don't know if it's part of the game or just who I was, but just being so young and, you know, all these things that we're trying to accomplish, you know, our dreams. And when you're young and you got other people's dreams in your hands and they're young and stuff like that, sometimes because your belief, because you want it to be that, how do I say, sometimes you don't um, manage expectations. And that's something that I didn't learn until maybe like a year or two years ago, just doing business, you know what I mean? And when you don't manage expectations and you don't um, follow, not necessarily follow through, but somebody that has their dreams in your hands that is expecting to be a millionaire and you're like, man, yeah, we gonna do this. We both gonna be millionaires because you believe it yourself wholeheartedly Every bone in your body doesn't mean that it's going to happen. And that's why you got to learn to manage expectations. And that's not something that they teach us in the schools or there's a blueprint for any of this type of stuff. So, you know, that's why, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, when people like they ask like these, because once again, I'm not the person that's behind all these things. So when HISO does something wrong or we mess up with the client, you know, I have to take that responsibility because for one, you know, it's my company. But also, I have to take that responsibility because I also understand that since these people weren't trained and we're all young adults, how can, you know, I really knock them? You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you know, people are going to say what they're going to say about me or they're going to say, you know, but that's one of the reasons that, you know, I don't really respond back to a lot of that stuff because I can see where, you know, some of this anger and aggression comes from. These is like, once again, these are people that had dreams. I thought there was going to be a millionaire and they working with IO. And since at the time, you know, HISO, we was an up and coming company. We couldn't pay like that. So here they are working their asses off, getting underpaid. You know, they got their dreams in my hands and a year's going by and they're like, bro, why ain't we, you know, and once again, you know. You got to be willing to work your ass off and not get nothing. Right. Yeah. You know what but I'm saying? The, the, yeah, and uh, there's been some, a little controversy that, yeah. you know, I've seen myself on on yeah. on, on social media. Yeah. So it, it sounds like the same thing you're talking about, yeah. it, it, you know. Have you, how are how you responded to that when when you get that type of, that reaction man so it's like you gotta you gotta ask which io you know as i get older you know dealing with it and learning how to respond to that stuff you know if you ask you know the younger io that started high so man you said anything we going back and forth or i'm pulling up we gotta talk about this you know the you know io towards the end you know what i mean and then even the IO towards the middle that was like, you know, still looking for, I wouldn't say excuses, but like, like, like I'm a real nigga. Like a lot of people that, you know, know me knows that, you know, if I, if I got love for you, like I really got love for you. You know what I mean? Like I'm still young, but like I'm, I'm the type of person that, you know, I put people in houses. I put people in cars, you know, like I spend my own money, not other people's money, but my own money on artists and stuff that may never have somebody putting money towards them ever again. And this is before what you call, I hit my 30s. You know what I mean? I could be enjoying my life, doing whatever I need to do. And so people that know me really know that, you know, 
I give my heart out. So when certain people that, you know, I've had issues with come out of the blue work and they're like, man, Io did this and Io did that. It's like, okay, but tell them what I did do. And so the middle, you know, middle half of Io, like two, three years ago, that shit used to burn me up because it just like, you know, especially, you know, like, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm another kid from the block. So to me, you know, how we used to handle that, it's like, okay, bruh, you don't got to like me, but you got to respect me. And even if you don't respect me, keep that shit over there. Like, you don't got to, you know what I mean, express that unless you want to, unless you want to back and forth, you know what I mean? So that I.O., you know what I mean, that I.O. and stuff, but the I.O., like, you know, now that I'm older, I understand when you help people, you don't necessarily help them to help them. You're helping yourself. You're putting better karma into the world. Sometimes it wasn't even about them. Sometimes it was about the domino effect. Sometimes helping somebody, you might have just helped three other people that you had no idea that were even in a worse position than the person that you helped. You know, like, I, like, I always tell people, like, I, I want to be remembered in this town, and I feel like HISO, whether good or bad, will be talked about for years. But one thing that I want to get out of this is that I don't want to be known for, like, you know, how much money we had or this and that. I want to be known for the people we helped. You know what I mean? How many people did you help with that sh- short amount of time or whatever time that you had? And that's that's what I want to be, and that's why I don't want to lose sight of that. Even with all the stuff that gets, like, hyped up and, you know, and a lot of people are like, man, I, why don't you just speak a little bit more? But why? Like, let people that know me know me, and the people that, you know— don't know me or heard something, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, my door is always open. And even if they never get a chance to see me in that light or come through my door, let my actions speak for me. You know, like, I'm not perfect. So I have a lot of stuff that, you know, I still got to grow and level up on. And so to me, that's a beautiful thing. Like, you know, like, man, I was this and that, but getting to show them, like, man, this Io that's grown up can really do this and that. Like, you know what I mean? Like The growth. It's, yeah, it's a growth. And like I said, I just, you know what I mean? The the next vision for me is just, and I know people are like, man, you should just, because I've been doing already a lot of stuff in Atlanta, you should just keep it moving. But to me, it's just like, this is my city. And, you know, I'm not going nowhere because besides just me, there's a lot of just the youth that need something. They need a platform. They need somebody to come around and be like, you know what? I don't need nothing from you, but you can come in, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's that's tough. Like, you know, we all grew up. There was nothing like that. There was nobody doing some of this stuff. And so that's why even That's just, for sure. That's why some, like, certain people in the city too, like, you know what I mean? To me, even, like, you know, even Rico tell you, you know what I mean? And even when, uh, like, you know, Rico did the, I think it was, like, the astronaut thing in front of my building. Yeah. I won't lie. That shit was funny. You know what I mean? That shit was funny. It was classic. You know, and, you know, uh, like, maybe another person, you know, would have been like, oh, man, you know, Rico this and Rico that. But, man, I think, like, months later, Rico came to my building and was like, hey, bro, I need to use your studio. And he'll tell you, did I, right. did, I, did I mention anything or did I treat you a type of way? Nah, no, because uh, at the end of the day, we men and we learn how to separate business and even personal feelings. Yeah. So it's, um, so, and I'll give you a little bit of backstory on that. So as as time went on with me arguing with members from HISO and all that, we was going back and forth. There was... This was when, let me see, Push was up under you around that time. I was Push just going to say, so 
you talk about members of HISO, but I haven't heard any mention of membership. Just, you know what I mean? Just people coming through. So as you were saying, who was in there? Oh, I'm, well, well, before we even before we even get to that, because it's, it's 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 a lot to it because he also had <laughs> fucking crazy ass fucking roster. It had <laughs> fucking Ziggy, Luke, fucking Sean, P, Pud, everybody, nigga, everybody, everybody. So yeah, but it's like um, it was like uh, it's hard it's hard to tell dealing with with with. Us both being CEOs, instead of us speaking, there was others speaking, and that's why sometimes you speaking yeah. can help. It just no, all depends facts. on how you, how you, how you utilize that opportunity to even go live or make a video or something like that. Because lines can be blurred when you have yeah. other people repping what you have. Facts, you know. Facts. So it's so when when all that was going on at the while after a while, I realized that it was so much like it was so much animosity in the city that yeah. I took the initiative to say, let me also set an example to the people that look mm -hmm. up to me to let them know that even though we might have had words or back and forth, yeah. at the end of the day, if you can come together, y'all can break bread together regardless of, you know, emotion. Facts. Emotional. Um, and Facts. leading on with that, um, having so many hats that yeah. you wear, how yeah. difficult is it that you're also the CEO you're also an artist and you're managing and shaping artists' yeah. career, their music careers. How difficult is that to do on top of doing your own music? Man, almost impossible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think that's where, you know, just, um, you know, um, where it took time. And I think I let so many things slip through the crack because when you're trying to wear many hats, you know, and... Um, basically deliver on all the things that, you know, you promised, you know, that stuff can, it can be tricky. And one thing that um, I learned to get over it, and I always tell everybody that, you know, gets into businesses or different businesses or kind of ask that question is organization. If you are organized, there's really nothing you can do. And what I mean by that, it just, it took for me to understand my weaknesses and my strengths. And, you know, one of my biggest weaknesses is that I am a visionary. As soon as I think of something, I want to get on to the next thing without even finishing it up because I'm like, man, I thought of the vision. I put it together. Okay, boom, let that baby grow. It's just a seed, but we're moving on, you know? Yeah, and for sure. It took me a while to get the right team and the right type of people around me to be like, okay, yeah. we see that you do that, but okay, we're around you to finish this stuff. Like, you know, having like Betsy, um, um, you know, Allison and just some of the people that you really don't ever even hear about or see in the background of HISO makes it possible for me to do those things. Because when I'm not able to be at my artist show or, you know, keep up with the emails or, you know, the organization, they take care of that. You know, to a lot of people don't even realize at this point when it comes to just everything that goes around HISO, unless it's like a major problem, my hands are completely off. And it's been like that for, I think, the last, what do you call it, year now. And that's why I'm able to venture out to Atlanta and try to do all these new ventures and take care of my daughter and be home at 530 and actually be able to. Because, like, I'm a single dad and a lot of people don't realize, like, I have my daughter every day. I mean, I love her, you know, and but it's tricky because it's just like, once again, I'm a black male trying to raise 
a black female, I mean, a black girl into a woman. And, right. you know, and that's tricky. You know, I'm young, too, so I want to be out, you know, to my damn self. And it's just like, once again, since I can't do those type of things, it's just cool to have a team or people that are organized at will. So before, like, I had these, like, six core people that do all the work now, you saw, like, I had 30. <laughs> and the problem with the, not the 30 people, but the problem with how I did that is that, you know, me just being who I was, if you were talented, it was like, man, come aboard because I love this culture. I don't care. Like, there's people, I don't care if you had one headphone and you didn't have a laptop, but somehow you were able to let me hear the beat and I knew there was potential there. Come on. And, you know, and I still have that attitude, but the difference is, is now that I understand, if you're going to bring somebody on, they need to be trained. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. if you want to have those type of results. Like the six people that really do everything in high school, they were trained. And a lot of those people, for one, didn't have the training. And for two, what do you call it? Thank God I was able to bring a group of older people to become a board and really I don't got a board anymore but at the time I brought basically a board of just basically um, older males in the community that were either almost millionaires or close to it and they helped me clean up shop and and doing that what do you call because at the time he's talking about I had 30 employees and I mean it was like a frat house oh for sure and yeah. animal I, house and I just remember like you know and the, what killed it for me was just every single month going through $10,000 and still being broke. And, you know, and so they came in and they're like, man, if you don't this, that, this, and it rubbed a lot of people wrong. And, and I know why it rubbed them wrong, you know, because we had this place, you know, that basically kids was running. Like, yeah, yeah we was young adults, but, I mean, we it's was the all spot, man. 26 years old. I mean, from 17 years old to 26 years old in the building, just, you know, but it was beautiful, though. You know, sometimes I look back at that and just, you know, going downstairs and seeing all the different people in different rooms working as a collective, that was beautiful. And I really do hope one day if I can financially afford that and it makes sense, kind of like them LRS buildings and stuff, I can get back to that because I feel like in life, you know, you go through these different things in life and yes, some of the stuff might be wrong, but you need to hold on to some of that stuff because you need to take that with you because you never know when you might need it later on in life. You make mistakes when you go through things. Yeah. That's what you should learn from. Yeah. That's the learning textbook. Yeah, man. Yeah. How many, uh, did y'all get any albums or tapes done with having that big of a roster? Because you could just, just crash people together and make songs at that point. Man, I want to say in that time, we probably, man, maybe I'm a little bit off, but we probably went through maybe seven albums and I want to say like over a hundred songs. Mm. But once again, with having that responsibility, what killed us was the organization of pushing it out and getting it all out. Like, it's a beautiful thing to have a collective of people that want to throw music out and, you know, get it out and all that. But once again, all the money that's going behind, because once again, <laughs> IO is paying for all this yeah. shit. You know, whether they do it wrong or right, you know what I mean? IO is still giving checks. And so... At the, it, it got to the point where it's just like, does this financially make any sense? We have talented people on this roster, and not only is, you know, um, we're spending money out, but are we going to financially get this back? 
And if we're not going to financially get it back, now I have 20 to 30 people that are hungry, like, okay, we can't keep doing this for a year because... Once again, Iowa was paying everybody, but since there were so many people, I wasn't able to pay the people like I pay now, like a good, you know, chunk. Everybody is working for pretty much um, minimum wage, part-time type of thing, and that rubs anybody wrong, especially when it's your dream and you're like, I'm going to make this a living for my family. But let me you know? let me ask you this. So when you're saying you're pay- you have 30 employees, are you paying them to make music or are they getting paid to make their music in your studio? So when um when it so what I would basically do is like there'd be a staff that um um worked with the artists for say so the engineers and those type of producers they would get paid and stuff like that. The artists um themselves even though they weren't getting paid I had it in my mind for whatever reason, and you know, and my percentage isn't even, and I won't go into details like that, but my right. percentage isn't even, wasn't even nothing big, but at the time, now it's a little bit different because like, when you came to the door, what did I say about Terrell? I wasn't like, this is my artist, I was like, that's my partner. Right. And the difference is that is because now everybody, if I'm gonna pay, oh, you gonna pay with me. Yeah, but at that time, I paid for everything, the music videos, the recording, if they went on tour, if the venue didn't pay them when they did a show, I paid them. (laughs) You gave them a false sense of reality. I really did. Which is why they was, you know what I'm saying, when when you're scraping and scrapping, you're not expecting to get nothing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You you basically have to pay to play. You know what I'm saying? And if you're in the game and you're working and you're in the studio, if you ain't dropping 100 bucks for a session and somebody's doing it, you, yeah. you you happy that someone's doing it. Yeah. And when you said you didn't have people trained in those situations, I know in this room here, I know it's at least two people with between us 40 years of recording experience. And that's mm-hmm. 20-something apiece. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> when you're looking at, you know, people coming up and putting their dreams in your hand, they putting their dreams in your hand, but they also expecting something. Oh, yeah. and, and like I said, you paying and, and giving, that's a false, that ain't how that really works, you know? No, so they, they was really getting a good deal. Oh, I mean, I mean, you know, yeah. from, no, from, yeah. from a perspective of, mm-hmm. you know, um, hungry, starving artist mm-hmm. type, you know what I'm saying? You got a place to record, I, I, you know? I guess the younger IO's mentality for the reason and just kind of just paying for everything at the start is because in my head, I was like, well, even if you sign an indie deal or with somebody that's just backing you, at least they give you a bag too to come along. Yeah. I wasn't, yeah, something. I wasn't giving them a bag to come along. So that was like my way of trying to balance it out. Yeah, it fucked me, (laughs) but that's where the theory came from, right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like you said, you make, you, you live and you learn. Yeah. Do you have any artists that 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 you that you lost on your roster that you uh wish you could have kept? Oh yeah, bro. Every one of them. Right. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me top three, man. Let me get, let me get top three. Man, I don't. I just want a little top three, man. Man, bro, don't do that. Come on, man. man. You done heard all they? Oh, no, they they get they top ten out of me every year. I just give me give me three. Niggas give me three. Talk. Give me three. Man, you know this man. You hear all the music. You can see the process. Give me three. Ooh. Man, you're bro. Come on, you got to get a line. That's a lot of pressure. Right? Hey, hey, he on the line. He down by two. <laughs> he, he got five by shooting the three. Dangerous. <laughs> he got to make them all. Man, the clock's out. And, Clock. And, and, and the reason why I say, like, you know what I mean, all of them, 
You know what I mean? Yes, there's definitely ones that are a little more special, you know, to me yeah. that, you know, I really wish, you know, that, you know, even, you know what I mean, kind of elephant in the room, but, you know, Jay Wills is one of them, you know yeah. what I mean? But for me, the reason why I say all my, all the artists is because in my heart, you know, I still feel like I let them down. And you know what I mean? Even though the, sh you know what I mean? It works back, even though it's on, it's in both of our hands. Cause you know what I mean? It's, it's a partnership. It takes two to tangle. And I know that there's things that maybe were out of my control. I just still care about every artist that I've ever worked with dreams so much that it feels like a failure that I wasn't able to get there with them or to take it to another. It's per very personal because it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm competitive in this too, yeah. you know? And since I am competitive in this, is that, you know, like you guys just said it, man, dang, you had a roster. Yeah. You know, you put for, a team together. Yeah, for right. You planned to win. Exactly. And there, I there just, was expectations. We we did we hey, what did Kobe say? Job's not finished. Yeah, yeah. it's not done. Job's yeah. not done. It's not done. And so to me, you know what I mean, especially just like, you know, like there's been different like sections of, you know what I mean, high so and you know, even just that section of just, you know, with Zipper Collective and uh -huh. RJC and just, you know what I mean, all them like like I just told those guys, you know, the other day like I am proud of you guys, you know what I mean, regardless of, you know what I mean, what said and the hype or even how you guys feel. I'm proud of you because a lot of people don't understand like even just me being at 29 and them being at like 26 and 24 years old, a lot of even at that time, I was the 24 and 26 year old. Those are my little brothers. You know what I mean? And and I mean, and once again, you know, not to kind of bring the elephant in the room. That's why, you know what I mean? That stuff hurt me about, you know what I mean? Jay Wills. And I know um, a lot of people probably say, you know, there wasn't my place to, to talk about it. But it's just like at the end of the day, you know, that was my little brother. Like, I really knew that man. And for whatever we had going on or, you know, the in-between and stuff like that, I invested in this man's dream, you know, at one time. Before and at a time where me and him were both nothing. Like, I was broke living in a one-bedroom apartment when I met Jay Wills. You know, in the, in the petty squabble that we had, you know, that ruined our relationship, once again, it's a lot of the stuff that I just told you guys in this room and that's not worth real beef like there wasn't right. real bloodshed you know being business said. do that too you know what i mean also. he was just in my studio three weeks ago <clears throat> if this man thought i was gonna harm him or there was really any you know real beef like that or you know what i mean or he wouldn't have stepped foot in there to work with anybody you know and and I get and I get it. There's a lot of, you know, things being said, like, you know, the family said that, you know, you shouldn't have, you know, or posted or, you know what I mean, this and the third. Nobody told me nothing like that. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way that, for one, people that really know me know that if somebody told me some stuff like that, like, I wouldn't go against their wishes. You know what right. I mean? And then for two, like, a lot of people don't, like, stop to think, like, you know, Jay Wills had a problem with me. Why would Io be in the insight of... You know, the few people that knew at the beginning, because a close friend told me, I mean, a, a, one of his close people that was in that circle called me just to let me know, like, bro, you're going to hear this and you're going to see this on the Internet. But I wanted you to know that, bro, it wasn't no real beef with y'all. If anything, it was competition and survival mode. We appreciate everything that you did for us. And could you imagine just, you know what I mean, being me and just hearing that stuff like 
dang, like, you know what I mean? Life's too short. You could have, once again, you're supposed to be big brother. You could have, even if, you know, your little brother's talking shit, you could have called him up just to be like, hey, gang, like, bruh, help me out, bro. And, and in my head, maybe I'm wrong in this, but once again, I really do believe he would have laughed it off and been like, bruh, let me see that money or laughed it off, not to the point where, you know what I mean, we beefing or nothing like that, you know? I wanted to save my peace. That's why I went, you know what I mean, to the balloon, you know what I mean, um, the balloon launch. The not visual. for everybody else. I walked into <clears throat> a, a room where 85% of the people didn't like me. I walked in there not for them. Right. That was for Jay and to, and to save my peace, you know? Some shit's like, bigger than that. Exactly. And so it's just like, and I understand, you know what I mean? There's a lot of feelings involved in this. And that's why I've just tried my best not to really speak on it. Because once again, I don't want no attention from that. I don't like, you know what I mean? Life's already hard enough, like with everything that I got going on to be trying to like, you know, first of all, hurt anybody or any loved one that lost somebody like that stuff. Like, you know what I mean? That's a tricky situation. And it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think, like, Rico said it the best. It's just, like, people just doing too much, man. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it kind of goes back to what, you know, I was saying. Like, you know, one of the big reasons, you know, that I can never, what do you call I don't want to say never because you should never use the word never. But I wouldn't come at Rico even if he did because I know what Rico has done for this community. And if you respect what somebody has done for the community, whatever you guys got going on, for the better good of the community— let it go. Like, yeah. it's just not, to me, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? To me, I know how hard it is because I'm in Atlanta and these different places and see how fast they're moving. I'm talking about <laughs> six people that don't know each other <laughs> yesterday, know each other tomorrow, and they're already making strides in two, three months in Atlanta. Like, you know what I mean? Some of us have known each other since we was in middle school. Yeah. You know? That's real. Like, <laughs> you know, and it's just like... To me, like, just all the, you know what I mean, especially, you know what I mean, and I don't want to turn this into no race thing, you know what I mean, but somebody hit me up the other day talking about it, but just, like, tearing, like, when another black man tears another black man down, like, bro, that stuff got to start stop. Like, we all from the mud in a city that wasn't made for us. You walk down 11th Street, and every, you know, people drive down South Grand and 11th Street every day and don't even know that's where the race riots start. For sure. Mm -hmm. I'm For not sure. even from here For and sure. I know that right. stuff. For yeah. sure. They, like I was telling you the other day, they, they over here giving, I forget what that statue was where he was in corduroys holding a Bible next to Abraham Lincoln. Like I told you, if they gonna yeah. make statues, make Mr. Betts a statue. No People doubt. that really no help doubt. the community. Oh. Y'all wasn't you know ready for I mean? that like, Springfield. Like, we still talking about Abraham Lincoln. Man, like I second, get it, but you know ready how many for pioneers really help this city <laughs> that don't get talked about? Man, Mr. Like, Betts changed the trajectory. Hey man, tell your story. Tell your story about Betts. Cause me too, and you. Yes. Man, Betts. When you told me this, I flipped, cause. Look, Bet saved me. So when I got back from basically in the eighth grade, my mama called me with drugs and cash, and she sent me to live in England with my aunt. I got caught once again with drugs in England, had to move to Spain. Uncle wasn't playing. He put me through a little four-month boot camp there. And I came to basically back to uh, America, and I went to Springfield High. They caught me with two pounds in school, so I got expelled from there. I went to Southeast that first week. I got in a fight. So long story short, Mr. Betts' program 
my junior year, if I didn't do that, I would have been held back a grade and no 186 school district would even take me in. So what did Mr. Betts do? He basically fought, because I mean, at this point, my parents was like, bro, this is, this kid, you know what I mean? You kind of getting every, like, my parents are African. So to like, to be on like what I was on, like, especially in them days, it's unheard of, you know? And so Mr. Betts basically fought basically these other districts and long story short he got me into chatham if it wasn't for him i might not even have graduated because no 186 district school would take me in for what i did but he got me into glenwood and i graduated my senior year shout out to mr betts man that's, sure. that's crazy yeah that's that's mr betts yeah, that's, yeah. that's mr betts so he got me into lane college after a felony mm. mob action mm. He, oh, he said, he said, he said, he, man, I was, I was, I was, tri- I was tripping. <laughs> I was tripping. I was, I was, I was doing, you know, I, I was, it was stupid. Charge. But what happened was I was sitting in, in uh, I was sitting in the county <laughs> with like three felonies on my head hmm. and Mr. Betts, it, it happened on, uh, on school property. I wasn't a student at the time. Uh. And he was like, uh, yeah, we're going to drop all them charges. And then he, uh, he told me, he was like, look here, man. And plus I was, I was a quarterback, starting quarterback from sophomore year all the way through senior year, uh, starting quarterback at Southeast high school. Mm. So it's like, what are you doing? Mm. Like, what are you, you, you one year out of high school, what are you doing? <laughs> so he was like, look here, man, you know, I, you know, you need to, uh, do the whole, I'm gonna stay at home and go to Lincoln land for a year, but you still hang around your partners when you're done with your class. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or you might miss a class hanging with your partners. So he was like, look here, man, I'm gonna shoot you down to Lane college and you know, whatever happened from there on. But he sent me out of here to a school. Another story. Yeah, yeah. Another brother. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Betts, for real. Nah, it's Mr. Betts. Bro, when man. he said that to me, cause I was like, man, that connection right there, mm. like that's that's a connection we have. Nah, now, besides me. the music. Mr. Yeah. Betts, that's a real nah, one right he there. He saved me because if it wasn't for him, I kid you not, I would I would have gave up on school. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I'm not, I don't know if that would have hurt me not becoming where I'm at now, but I, I really do feel like that because even after that stage, I went to colleges. Even though I fucked them all up, I still went to colleges to see that experience. You know what I mean? Even though I didn't pass, going to college and just seeing that experience, it's almost like going to like a different country. You know what I mean? And yeah. Some people, you know what I mean? They never get a chance to live those worlds. And I'm just blessed that I got a chance to kind of see that stuff. They sent me to a HBCU. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 400 people. Mm. One white kid. Mm. That's yeah. an ex- that's an experience. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, said, I was in seventh grade with drugs and cash, and you know, Mr. Who Betts. are y'all niggas? <laughs> <laughs> we don't it's talk all shit. It's intentional danger for the baby. Don't know who the hell I'm here with. Word on the street. C three drop the mixtape. Niggas always getting caught with drugs and cash. Yeah, we do. We do. Are you see the black hoodies, man? Mr. Best did what he did, and I listened and. I did what I did, and here we are. Well, that's a great segue. Absolutely. You said, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Got me questioning myself over here. So I caught a body in 87, <laughs> sir. Cuss. I said, I had a little revolver. Hold on, cuss. I was in seventh grade with drugs and money on me. You heard it. Hey, what? My man said, I was in high school with two pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, hey, I went hey, from England hey. to Spain. <laughs> and then they sent my ass back to Spain for high school. He did. Like and then got into Glenwood, though. Then got into Glenwood. It makes sense. It makes sense. That's unbelievable. Like, how? Hey, that's the real. All I thought about was Mr. Betts. Hey, all I thought about was Mr. Betts something. Hey, we all know Mr. Betts something. How did you get in And what's so funny is when I still see him to this day, 
He never, like, you would think, like, you know, when I see him, I'm like, I get happy. I'm like, he's always still so stern. Like, Boy, give me that handshake and keep it moving, bro. He in a million. Frame. I'm watching you, bro, and he keeps it moving. You like, want in a million. That's what he do. Yeah. This is what he do, man. <laughs> this is what he does, hey, man. He, hey, I don't know anything about Mr. Betts. At Good. All. Good for you. But this is because <laughs> you don't have right. a pocket full of money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, That's if you true. ain't banging or slinging, you ain't on Mr. Best Radar. Cause. That's true. <laughs> but no, I, That's all I know is this, Mr. Knife Best Crimes. Guy, he's gonna be a bad. Oh, oh yeah. Well, didn't he, he play for the? He gonna be a bad man to get you in a was he a cowboy. Oh yeah. I he, think he, he was a Detroit Lion. Yeah. He better be. Hey. Yeah, you know. He, he gotta be. Hey. Them Lions is tough. Yeah, because they don't win he a lot. Gotta be. They don't win a lot. But they play every game. <laughs> he played football. He, he got to be. Because I just don't see. Bro, I'm telling you, like, the I don't movie, see. like, Lean On Me, Joe Clark, he was doing that in my middle school. Oh, he, yeah. was, he was pressing for Batman. Like, he was, cl- he was cleaning house. Right. Literally. Like, shout out to Mr. Beck. Absolutely. Because yeah, I, 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 I double just, shout out, that's, baby. That that's a that's a move I ain't never seen. Springfield Fire. That's a move yeah. I ain't never seen. That's how I said he's uh, one of them unheard of. But the 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 segue I was going into, uh, it was kind of funny because y'all was talking about pocket full of drugs. <laughs> BP the plug. Okay. Okay. Where Why does that the come name back? change? So, uh, long story short, the um, who's Jean- BP the plug? Can that's, he yeah, is BP yeah, the yeah, that's what that's You're my BP. artist. Yeah, that's my artist name. That's okay, my artist name. Okay. And basically, okay. the brand name switching up. Um, man, a lot of different reasons. So, in um, I want to say last year, um, I basically just gave up doing music. Man, I was just like, you know what? During COVID. Well, during co- well, I mean, it started even before COVID. It was probably at the beginning of last year in January. Like, it was a good, like, maybe that January. So I think COVID started in, like, what, March? March. Yeah, March. yeah. yeah. so yeah. Friday March, the 13th. So obviously ideas and things building up to this point, too, yeah. is making yeah. this decision. And, I mean, um, long story short, I had given up on uh, music um, pretty much. And what's crazy about it is, is, I've pretty much been making music all my life, you know what I mean? And I just, it got to the point where it was just like, maybe, what do you call it, this wasn't for me. Maybe I should just live through, you know, my artists and stuff like that, and I should just concentrate on the business because the business is already has so many cracks in it anyways, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So maybe I should just focus on that. And... And doing that, you know, and that's why I always tell people, even if you don't make it in that, what do you call it? You should still, you know what I mean, try to do your dreams because in doing the business without the music, I lost the fun in the business. And I started to slip up even more in the business because to me, it now I'm having to force myself to go to work. And when you're your own boss and trying to make your time and like a lot of people are like, well, if you don't, you know, you're your own boss, you you got more time, it should be easier, you should, nah, sometimes it's it's hard to get up out of that bed or it's hard to yeah, write down a to-do time. list and even though it's written down to just go through them and do it, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, man, and then um, I want to say in December, of, at the end of last year, there was this kid and his mom had been bringing him to the studio, I think, for like two, three months. I mean, right now he's only 17 years old and he goes to Landfair, a kid by the name of Vanish. And I just was walking down in the studio and I heard some music, these beats. And I mean, I, I'll never forget it. I was just, he didn't know, but I was outside the door just rapping just, and I had it for a year. I didn't even think, I was like, man, I didn't even think I still had it. And I opened the door 
And uh, he's <laughs> this kid, and he's just like, hey, what's going on, Io? You know, and I'm like, man, hit that again. No, yeah, what is this? I was like, what? Yeah. And he was like, he was surprised because, I mean, he just this, you know what I mean? Uh, man, and I don't want to, like, sound out of pocket, but, I mean, he's just this white kid from Landfair. You can tell that, you know what I mean, he's, he probably doesn't have a huge crowd or anything like that, but he just loves music. And, you know? if, and, and if you don't want to say white, start saying Caucasian. Caucasian, okay. <laughs> Caucasian, okay, yeah. Thank you, Rico. <laughs> you might have just saved me in so many more interviews to come. <laughs> I always say Caucasian. You can't get that. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not even, I'm going to ask this, but I'm going to say this. There are a lot of white oh, artists in town. A lot. Com- a lot. In my off on that? No, I, no. There's, there's a lot. No. no, and 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 not to get off because I'm gonna answer the BP to plug, uh, plug one. But to kind of embrace on what you're saying, you know, one thing that I always talk about, and I mean this in no disrespectful way, the way white people rally around these white artists when they come out. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what. Mm-hmm. If us black African Americans did the same. Mm-hmm. We'd already have one out the gate. There it is. But I'm gonna leave that alone. That's that that's might be another. No that might be another. You that's know, no cap, that uh, you might know be what? another. No, you know, we'll, we'll, but I don't want to touch on that one too no, bad because we'll, no. I don't want to be out of pocket. But no, we'll, we'll put, we'll I'm put just put trying to Look say it, it in the most polite way. You can't way, be out of pocket <laughs> speaking about a music that comes from a culture from you. You can't be out of pocket. We were touching on that very point last podcast with you know mainstream artists, right? To bring that back to local, for sure, for sure, and it's it. That's never gonna. That's not gonna change. Is it? I don't. I, wow. Like he it's said, not. but like, but because like he said, just, though, it's a, it's a, it's a lane that. Man, this is this. If if they could ever, if they could ever get there, and and they have, yeah, they're gonna back. That. Is it the Willie Lynch letter at play? Mm. I, maybe, mm. but who who knows? You know, who knows. I ain't gonna get into that. Yeah, why not? But because I'm gonna let I'm gonna I'm gonna let him live. But at the same why time, though? Why though? Could you live? Could you live? Could you put a cowboy hat on and go honky tonk? Well, and, and, you know and, that you you know you you know you can't do that because nah. Lil Nas X got axe murdered for we're not even gonna go there. We're exactly. not even gonna go there. So let's, exactly, let's, let's go back to let's go we're back not to go there. no no let's go back we're to not gonna go there. no we're gonna go to when Nelly did a country song with Tim McGraw. And the country Fire. and the country fans was they like, like that's that. like that's not country music. Not. Yeah. But then Florida Georgia Line right. do a song and them two white boys rap and then they have Nelly on a song and y'all love that joint. And it's rap for them. Exactly. So so they can pick and choose, but you know what? Right. Culturally, it ain't got nothing to do with you, period. Exactly. And and like he said, they're gonna rally around it, which is gonna give you that support. Which gives you that whole that big top circus thing. Sure. Everybody goes to the circus for what? Entertainment. Sure. For what? Clowns. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you got that, you got the whole circus in the big top. And we gonna show up with our four or five homies or whatever. Right. And then they gonna show up with their four or five homies. But together we got 30 folks in here. Yeah. But we can't sit here for each other. Yeah. Sure. That's that's what he's talking about, which gives the perception mm-hmm. that white rappers are. But this, will, but this will always stem from slavery. But I don't need that. No, like, no, no, that's going to yeah. be a whole nother. That's, <laughs> that's a whole nother. You get to that's, that's a whole jazz, nother. That's, jazz, a monster. Hey, that's, that's what a monster. I asked the Willie Lynch right. later. That's yeah, a, that's you can go to jazz. You can go to jazz. Yeah. If you go to a jazz uh, ensemble 
it'll be 90 uh, musicians on stage and they all be white and some Chinese. Yeah. Jazz is a black music. Right. And there won't be any black artists up there. All music, technically. See it. That's that's right, though. I don't want to get into that, neither. No, but we can, though. It's too much. It's a lot. We have have a pure African sitting here, correct? Hold on, I got to represent all that. No, no, no. We're talking about the culture. (laughs) We're talking about music and the culture, though. (laughs) He got these sound trying to figure it out. I'm trying to make either one. I am not here for that. (laughs) 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 I'm from England. I'm from Spain. My father is from Paris. Africans say I'm not African enough. Black people say I'm not black enough. Like, bro, I already don't make this harder on me, my guy. It's a tough spot. I'm telling you, bro. So if you don't mind, finish up the BP, and then I want to get on some uh, places outside of the United States. Okay, okay, okay. So, man, just to kind of, you know, speed up uh, why BP the plug. So I used to go by my full African name, Ayodele. So... The thing about that is, like, when you do that, you start to alienate your American crowd. Because, for one, I don't think the whole time I was Ayodele, most people even knew what. It was probably like Ayodele. I don't even think they were saying it right to begin with. In my in my head, I was like, well, you know, Kanye, I'm sure people was calling him Kane. They'll get it, you know, after a while, you know. <laughs> but long story short, I was like, when I heard Vanish's beats, and I was like, man, I need a rebrand completely. And I was like, you know what? We're not going to go with the African name. You know what I mean? We're going we gonna to take that off, and we're going to do something. And I've always already danced with, like, the plug because it's just, like, in all these aspects that I've had in my life, like, I've always been a plug or I've always been a connector. You know what I mean? I got caught with drugs. Man, bro. (laughs) I'm the most unluckiest man. No, you right, though, Rico. I don't know a man that's been caught with drugs as much as me. Every year of my life, bro. He's got a case in every state. That's funny. Bro, yeah, you... Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Mr. Ben said you get one get out of jail free card. I know a couple. I put you to chat him. The rest on you. You're not supposed to do it, man. You 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 It's not the game you're supposed to play. Yeah, it's not your game, though. It's not your game. Play it low. I'm tired. Man, but, and then, you know, just stemming from that, you know, and then um, the BP comes from uh, my guy that, I mean, he probably, you know, is going to serve. I mean, he's been serving since... Shit, the the bets days or whatever. And, you know, he's probably the only person that I write back and forth with. And, you know, I just took the initials of his name and told him, I'm going to, we going to do this together. Don't give up because he was always one of those people like, you know, especially because what's so crazy about it is when I was over there um, on the radio station over there at, um, what is it? Um, Is it local? Yeah, local. Q. Yeah, Q. You know, all the people in jail could hear our music. Oh, word. And, yeah. And you, oh. And he was going by BP the plug by the, at that time? No, 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 oh, I okay. wasn't. But he was somebody. So he, even though he was on the inside, he would hear everything Hyso was doing and the music and stuff like that. And, okay. you know, and so, and this is somebody that, you know, um, even back in the day, what do you call it? When I was going to like, you know, Springfield High, like I remember the first days when I walked in there and, you know, I, I thought I was the shit, you know, because I have, you know, some money to spend and I was going to get beat up in the bathroom and he had my back. I never knew him from no jump or nothing. So one thing I always, you know, told him is that, man, just keep your head up when, you know, when you do get out, what do you call it? Man, I got us because he was just somebody just like me that, you know, comes, you know, from that life. The difference is for whatever reason, you know, God bless me in different ways. And so, 
who am I to say that, you know what I mean, I'm not really him in that cell, you know? And so to me, that's where BP, the plug, comes from. And so, yeah. So yeah. so with with the name change, is mm-hmm. the music style change? Because from yeah. what it, from originally, original, I don't know how, exactly how you would define yeah. the music you was making before, but now it seemed like you're taking more of the trap wave, yeah. the beats are more yeah. up, sped up, yeah. a lot more. Yeah. Um, what was... And and where that comes from, man, is once again failure, and um, and maybe you guys might not see it as failure, but to me, I looked at it as failure because one thing Springfield will do to you, especially if like you're a black male coming up, they will they will almost like train you into believing that you got to be Mr. Suit and Tie to mm. really get that money and to really have a chance at, you know, getting that bag. I'm not talking about like, you know, little, you know, down. I'm talking about like, money, you know, money. yeah, like, like you know what I mean? Shit. Five or six digits, you know what I mean? Type of money. You got to play by these people's game. And that's the way that I treated even Heiso until I want to say literally till I kind of changed the name. And it's just, and where that stems from is that, all these people that grew up with me that really know me is like, bruh, like we see what you're doing for the public and we love everything you do for the kids in the community, but that ain't you. And then the people that I'm trying to do it for is like, man, they're not even accepting me into it because to them, they's like, bruh, like you you are not white and you are not the Carlton or the, you know what I mean, the black yeah. savior. Yeah. So here I am in a position where it's like, dang, I can't even be myself and I'm trying to put out this projection to get further for my family and to open more doors and it's not working. So I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be me. Yeah. I'm going to just be me. <laughs> the other days, and I'm not going to call, I'm not I'm almost, I'm not going to call that person out, but basically they hit me up and they were like, man, we saw uh, your video and um, you were smoking blunts in it. And, you know, do you think that's a really good example, you know, for the kids, you know, in the community that, you they know, you're trying to build and everything. And I was like, look, you know, this, I mean, listen, no disrespect, you know, Jesus had his way of saving people and I have my way of saving people. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't do it y'all way. And if me not doing it my way, you guys have a problem with me still helping the community the way that I want to, that's on y'all, you know? Yeah. Like, I can't Every because time. trying to do it the other way, like, you know, I've lost countless people and countless memories and countless just, like, this five, six years has gone by quick. And doing it the other way, you can yeah. lose yourself and it, you don't want to do that you at can't all. Do that. Exactly, you can't bro. do that. Exactly. So this time around, you know what I mean? I was like, you know what, shit, you know, like like a lot of people don't even realize, like, you know what I mean? That first two years of high school I wore, and he knows, he probably laugh at it, I wore the same six pair of jeans. Same six pair of jeans for two years. I mean, every time people would see me, like, in high school and stuff, they would think I was the janitor. They'd be like, bro, you don't, like, what the, you know what I mean? Like, you don't even, like, your shoes is dusty, you know what I mean? And that's because, you know, I just... I put more worth in assets and trying to be that person. And this time around, it's like, bruh, like I'm 29 years old. I got a bag. I'm finna buy designer. I'm finna buy gold. Cause not just because, you know, it's it looks good. Nah, we've been wearing gold before they knew what the fuck gold was. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, so to me, it's just like, bruh, I'm just, I'm done with all that, bruh. You know I'm gonna what tell I mean? you what I see though. When I look at your building, and, and I live I live on 4th Street, so yeah. I see your building we daily. See each other, we probably see each other probably like four or five times yeah. a week. <laughs> yeah. Allie, Allie 
conversations. You walking your dog, I'm walking the dog. Yeah. I got my boy. Wow. But when I see a building, I see your name on the building. I see the building. And what I see is a representation of hip hop. <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, I'm going to tell you, like, I'm 45 years old. I've been doing this, you know, in a notebook since I was 14. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, first project I ever dropped was in 99. Yeah. So I, I, I have a project that's 20, almost 22 years old. So looking at your building, it's a representation of everything you're talking about, everything that me and this man do, mm-hmm. and our other artists in this room, you got you have a block, a building on the corner, on mm-hmm. the block, on a major street in this in this city. And that's that's huge. It's serious. And it's very serious. And, and, and not to interrupt you, if People only knew what it took to even open up and how they blackballed me. Oh, I got like, an idea. Like, you know, if people only knew that Io got a building and they told him he couldn't even open up because he needed to pay for a permit, the permit cost $30. The architectural drawings, because I had to do it for the whole building, cost me 10 Gs. And I literally almost bought a building that I would never even open up to the public because these people wouldn't work with me. So on top of being 24 years old, just trying to get a bag for the building. 24 years you know, old. Just That's trying to get task. a bag for the building, what do you call it? After working, I mean, the people like Benedict Blades and us, and like it was us, like us that built it with our hands. We didn't have contract workers building them walls and stuff like it was us. And then even after we did all that, city's like, nah, 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 nah. And I get it. I get it. Legal reasons and all that and stuff like that. But in my, in my, I guess where I'm getting at is that you would think that if somebody was trying to do something great in a city where businesses are already failing and falling, that there'd be somebody or an organization that would help you when you get into those type of positions because they know deep down that not everybody knows that stuff clearly or they wouldn't have so many people that hit them up or have to go backwards because they're like, oh, we we needed to get that. Like you would think that, you know, there would be somebody there, especially because it happens so much, you know? It does that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Does that kind of pertain to the type of business you were trying to run? So, no, it just a lot of people don't realize even your own house. If you build a wall in your house and the city finds out oh, for and sure. you don't have architectural drawings, yeah. you can't <laughs> right. put like a little, yeah. a little shed right. to hide your, your, your yeah. lawn equipment. And right. the only reason that it costs me more than maybe a normal person or it'd be different, like if I was renting a room, then I would have just needed the architectural drawings for that room. But they made me get it for the whole building. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, in that building, I have a three-bedroom apartment and a two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> Didn't have no walls or nothing in yeah. there, but I had to get the architect- yeah. I mean, architectural drawings for the whole building. And that's what, hmm. that's what screwed me, man. Yeah, you got a situation going on over there. So man. it just, I mean, it's been... Living and, I, and learning. Yeah, living and learning. And, you know, and it's just like, like people will never truly understand, like, you know what I mean, this last, you know what I mean, five, six years, what it took to keep that building going. Like, if people only knew what the mortgage is on that building, you know what I mean? It just, so, I mean, I'm not here to complain because it's a blessing and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but. Some good you, to be bad. Yeah. You gotta, but yeah. you, you, yeah. you got, those are steps you gotta take yeah. just so you can know yeah. in future endeavors. Yeah. So. I could tell people though, man, before you get into that stuff, man, I thought I did a lot of research, do even more, man, because it's just like, 
even to this day, you know, I'm still learning how to take care of that building. And what I mean by that, being young and stuff and getting into things like that, like where I'm at now, like, I just wish, like, especially like in Atlanta and moving forward, I'm just going to rent because, you know, at the end of the day, when it's cool to have assets and stuff like that, and you especially you definitely want some. But then there's a relief of, man, if the certain, yeah, certain sure. asset, if something happens with the roof or Man, if I this year alone I've replaced, you know what I mean, the um the heating system for upstairs and downstairs, you know what I mean, and all that stuff. That's not stuff that you see in the cost of buying these buildings <laughs> and maintaining them. You don't. Uh -huh. And that alone, until I want to say like last year, that was another reason I was broke because sure. I couldn't save. Every time I try to save anything, something would happen. <laughs> like, and I'd have to fix it. And nobody's coming to your rescue. The like, headaches of being an owner. You, I want to say yeah. maybe it was like um. Two months ago, because I have the event hall too, somebody left their drink by the breaker box and it spilled in there and fried all my wires in the God half damn. side of my building. Shit, $7,000. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, yes I have insurance and stuff like that. But, bruh, my insurance is so high from things going wrong. Yeah. I don't even want you know, yeah, to call it in. I just yeah. try to pay for it myself yeah, just try because to take care it just. I mean, that first two years, I had already racked it up. And like I said, we own six, so I just try to pay for it myself. You're playing a different game, man. <laughs> man. playing a total different game. Playing a different game. Just, like, I, like I said, man, I just, I'm, I'm grateful. I just, I just know that was a way bigger decision than I ever thought it was. Like, you know, 24-Io would have known this. I'm not saying that I would have backtracked on it, but I definitely would have took a pump fake. <laughs> like, I you know, just hold on, yeah. you know, yeah. hold on, you know. As oh, I'm, as I'm listening to you talk, mm -hmm. are you fighting with business and your personal feelings? Um, man. Because when you see artists, you might want to, you might see an artist and be like, you know what, I could take this and flip this, but yeah. There is business to this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you say it to that, yeah. So I'm at the stage right now where it's just like, I don't really want to bring on artists at like a level where they're just at ground zero. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. once again, like I want to bring on partners in every aspect of it. And it's no disrespect to the people that are on that lower level. I just feel like I've worked hard enough to get there to be able to have sure, people uh -huh. at that table. You sure. did that. You know? Sure. And so, and just, and, but I guess what's, and I don't even know if this is really kind of answering your question. The hardest part for me right now is just like, and I think it's kind of like all of us in this room is just like, you know, even with everything that I got, I still feel like I'm walking around in somebody else's skin because I still feel like, yes, people are like, man, if I had that, I could probably just live like that for the rest of my life. This still doesn't feel real to me in the sense because I want so much more. Yeah, like, absolutely. you know, and you know, and I'm that's the hardest pill to swallow is that I'm getting older and older. And it's just like, you know, my dreams and the goals and that I'm fighting for. And it's just like, you know, I mean, it's all in the eye of the beholder success or whatever, you know. It's just, you know, it's it's hard to balance sometimes. It's hard to balance, you know, reality and your dreams, bro. Like I get it. So, yeah. Man, a lot of a lot of doubt. Comes in that too, yeah. man. All of that, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm with Cuz. I want to take a trip. Where we going? What's up with Spain? What's up with England? <laughs> so I mean, um, man. So England was was fun for me because first of all, in England, you only got to be 18 to drink, and I have five brothers, and so I had my older brothers' IDs. Even though I was 16, I was in all the bars. I mean, I could tell you what's so crazy about it is, is like. 
since, and I don't know if y'all would do it. You can you you can say I'm bogus for it, but I mean from day one when I got there and I was they I went into the school and there was all those kids outside the principal's office waiting for me and I'm like, who are they there for? And, and the principal's like, you're the first American kid that's come to our school. When he said that, when I tell you them lies came out like, I I, I think at the time I was like Ti's nephew. Oh, yeah. he was right? putting, he was putting on, baby. Oh, turn it, turn bro, it. You got to. Man, right? He said the lies you, came out. Bro, they didn't stop till I got game. deported to Spain. You know? <laughs> <laughs> What's so crazy? A like, of, hey, they still think they real. Oh yeah, I mean, I got some of them on a Facebook friends. Yeah. Yeah, he was know. lying, getting on the boat, man. When I tell I'm enrolling in Cambridge. Man. Hold on. What will Herm say? He said, man, all you got to do is say you that. I'm, and that's I'm, what they I'm, say. I'm, I'm, a I'm a rapper. They, I'm Louis little brother. Hey, we, we, we love America. What's, up with, the, what's people, up with the knife crimes? Oh, there was no gun crimes. The, hey, fight, that whole, the whole Britain, which you is really probably the size that. of like... You really did that. Half of, uh, half of America, or maybe Britain's bigger than America. I don't know how... I think they, it's they, half, they, like okay. you said. I don't know how it worked, but I know when I lived there that year, there was only three shootings. But stabbings, if you didn't get stabbed, you ain't from the street. Hey, <laughs> and then the craziest thing that I ever saw is I was leaving a soccer game. And I was like, Auntie, what what are they doing in the uh, parking lot? And she was like, Dele, face the front. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I turned to look, and literally as we were driving off, somebody made a noise. And when I say they had chains and bats and whatever, no guns, fans from both teams in a parking lot. What, bro, it looked it like warriors. some. Bro, I don't even Knife know how crime. to explain what the fuck I saw. But Mel Gibson. It was, it was the war. craziest yeah. shit I've ever seen. And I asked my aunt, I was like, where are the cops? And she's like, those are the hooligans. Every oh, team yeah. has yeah. one, and they all do it. So that's real. Oh, oh that's man. real. Man. That's real. Man. Life crimes show back up. What? <laughs> yeah. What? If you parted like that, like, I mean... <laughs> They paint themselves. Crime. I mean, I don't know if I heard war drums. And I don't yeah, you know, I was younger, but all I know is brave I heart. heard a noise. It's Braveheart for real. I heard a noise at what I saw, like, because oh, I didn't, my aunt didn't stop for me to really, like, you know what I mean? She like, said, Dele, Dele, turn to the front. Dele, turn to the front. Knife crime is happening. That's crazy. They had bats with spikes. They man. tough over there. Are you stabbing niggas? Oh, oh bro, they they are different. Like I mean, not you just doing? stabbing. It's the headbutt that's the worst. The, that's their their yeah, yeah, yeah. nose. Yeah. Like you know how like you know around here we go look away. You know what I mean? And swing. You know they're they talk at you. Bow. <laughs> hey hey hey. You hey. don't want to be. We're not playing. Yeah. We're coming with everything, dog. I know, bro. Just British, just British bulldogs. Just different. Davy Boy yeah. Smith on them. Yeah. Well, they had me wanting to try out the head, but I never did. But I'm going to try. Hey, hey, you, you got to so tough for your stuff up. Niggas, like, hey, niggas head is hey, you got to get callous right about here. Man, you, you better. Know? A little Klingon. You can't just get that. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite country? America. Ooh, Word? Oh, yeah, oh, man. Why, 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 why? why? All right, so you guys are kind of asking about, like, England and Spain and, like, America and, like, Nigeria or Africa and stuff like that. America, yes, I know, I know, my guys. I know we ain't quite free out here, but let me tell you what. Around the world, we really ain't free. Hey, but my boy, my boy, honestly, said the grass ain't green on the other genocide. And, and, and what I mean by that is, like, you know, like, like, man, when you 18 years old, like, say you get your chances, you know, right, you can go get a car. You can go get, you know what I mean, a house to stay in and stuff like that. Like, let's let's take England, for example. 
most of those people live with their parents till they're 30 years old. Whoa. Not because that they don't have the income and stuff like that, but every there's it's almost like people are on top of each other. There's just not enough space. You know what yeah, I mean? They got a lot of side by side like, townhomes. Yeah, like like yeah, exactly. Lots of them. Since there's not a lot of space, there's really no need for the cars. So you don't really need a car because it's kind of like the New York yeah. type of lifestyle. Chicago, imagine even. your whole you don't, country. You need a car in the city. Wow. And then another thing, too, it's like since there's not a lot of space, there's not a lot of housing either. And so when you do get a house, it's super expensive. So yeah. a lot of people don't. And then— A lot of apartments. Yeah. Yep. And High then, rises. Yep. And then, like, Spain and Africa, man, it's just poverty, man. You know, usually hmm. you just don't got it. You know what I mean? And yeah. if you do got it, you know what I mean, it's, it's a gap. Like, it's either you got it or you don't. It's right. not like here where there's, like, you know— Poverty, or middle poor, class, lower class, lower middle, middle. Like There's no not, tears, is here nah, spectrum. It's either right. like yeah, usually in those countries you're poor or you're rich. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's we, not, so we really have it good. And when we look at the other side, we're looking at the tourist side of yeah. everything. Yeah, not the reality of everything. Nah. Would you say we almost have unlimited opportunity as opposed to? Oh, yeah. So, so let me let me would, let, let me yes. let me let me tell you how like crazy like just something that you guys might even take for granted which i just at the smallest i would love level. to know that because uh, honestly like african people mm-hmm. i i don't you i haven't really got to build like mm-hmm. that with one and, and some of you know the the ones that i have got to build with it's like it's different you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah 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 yeah. that's what i said i'm a black sheep man i love being on both sides of the fence you know what i mean i feel like you know there's a lot more of me now, you know what I mean? Especially with the younger generation, you know, coming up and stuff like that. But it, it was kind of unheard of, man. Either, you know, you went to school to be a taxi driver, a lawyer, or something like that. Like, my story, man, like, like it was usually unheard of, you know what I mean? But what I can tell you, like, we have this um, system called NEPA. And uh, <laughs> NEPA, it's kind of funny that I'm even talking about NEPA. But anyways, NEPA is our grid so basically in nigeria it's almost like in america like you guys have your springfield you know electric um Mm -hmm. or cwlp cwlp you know every city has it in nigeria we have something called nepa and basically the british built nep i mean the british built a dam um built a dam but that dam provides electricity to all of nigeria the problem is, is that since we've basically the British colonized us and we basically got our freedom, we've been growing and expanding. The country has gotten even bigger. So that dam that they built, what do you call it, can't power up all of Nigeria. So what you have is sections. So that means the west side of Nigeria for two weeks will have electricity, <laughs> but then north, east and south has no electricity. Unless you have, um, unless you have a portable um, generator, generator. Unless you have a generator, but the only people that have generators are the rich people. So, could you imagine that at half of the month you have no electricity? So that means if, like, people don't understand how important that is. Just you being able to get up at night and read or do whatever you got to do with electricity that helps you move faster in life. That yes, like man. every aspect of life. Right. So you have people that literally have no electricity for two weeks, but have to manage through it, like the rest of the world. Like I mean, they are at such a disadvantage. Like 
Like, and that's why I say, like, at the smallest sense, just electricity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Man, I was watching a sitcom the Where'd other the day. Capital over here. And, and the folks in the sitcom was Nigerian, and it was at a wedding. And uh, one of the guests was American, and the lights went out. Then they came back on. It's like, hey, what's going on? Somebody didn't pay the power? Somebody said, welcome to Nigeria. Yeah. So what you just said, put that right in perspective. Yeah, what happened was that family had a generator. The lights went off. See, like where I'm from, you know, that's why, you know, we always, you know, especially at parties and stuff, we always got our hands in our pockets and stuff like that because, bro, when them lights go off, (laughs) and let's say, like he said, they come (laughs) back on, bro, I've been in situations where people are like, where are my shoes? (laughs) Whoa. Where are my, my shoes? That's different. You know what I mean? It is that's just what he like, said. <laughs> like, so it just... How you do that? That's what I want to know, bro. Like I said, I don't... God damn. <laughs> my shoes. <laughs> that's a real nigga. Hey, I didn't have somebody ask for my shoes with the lights on. <laughs> so give me them damn shoes. They're nice. He took... Yeah, that's some real... That's really hard. But then there's, like, it it also creates a different type of paradise that, you know what I mean, could never be, like, created here. Like, you know what I mean? When you don't, how do I say this? It's different when you see it. Like, the Internet's probably changed a lot of things. But, like, growing up there, when you don't see it, you don't feel like you're really being robbed of it. If you've never Mm. seen how, like, the rich and the white live and you don't have shoes and you're running around, you don't realize that you're even poor. (laughs) You don't. Until you see it. And I mean... Like, growing up, I mean, I never saw a white person, like, maybe, like, if, like, a window went down, like, you might see one by the airport. But until, like, I moved here, like, I never saw them like that. So, it was just, like, that was also, like, a wake-up call. But now with the internet, it's changed a little bit because now we, what's crazy about it is, is, like, black people in America don't realize how much power they have just on Africans or just the world. Like, when I say that... um, Africa is really supposed to be big brother, but really America, black just as a society to us, is big brother. We want to be and emulate mm. you guys so bad, we don't even realize what the fuck we're doing. You know what I mean? Like we, like if you go there to my city now, you'll see nothing but, yeah, it's clearly not real, but you'll see nothing but people wearing designers, sagging their pants, you know what yeah. I mean? Before we used to have like, you know, like, there used to be, like, sags, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you would have, like, gangs, but they were ran by the kings. And then, you know, outside of the bushes, you had those type of, like, like those, um, like, basically, they're, like, gangsters that live in the woods, and basically, they come out Gorillas. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, you know what I mean? And then if you go further out than that, then you start to get towards, like, farmland and desert, and those are, like, those people that live in, like, the huts and spears and still kind of really live off the land, but there's, like, segments to this stuff. It's not, like... What Discovery, I mean, yeah, Discovery did was they showed you one piece. They showed you the outer rim of the mm. sex, you know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't show you, and they might show you, like, the second, which is the forest, but they didn't get into, like, the, the, like, the shanties and then uh, the cities. Yeah. And yeah, then the, the you know what I mean? The, the, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, and that's like, you know, I trust me, the projects is... I can't, you You really can't, especially, you know, like Caprini Green projects and stuff in Chicago. Like, I remember them. I, I'm somebody that's been in them, so I understand, you know what I mean? But what Candy I can say man. is those- Candyman. But what I can say is those shanties, when I tell you the smell in them type of buildings- Niggas from, walk around with hyenas. Yeah, well, man, they might as well, you know? And the right. motherfuckers <laughs> laughing and shit, too. My hyenas laughing and shit. <laughs> He's wild. <laughs> 
Even like lying, lying, bro. I've watched them documentaries, bro. Niggas really yeah, walk do. around with hyenas like they dogs. Bro. Yeah, they do. With a That's muzzle, on them. With a muzzle yeah. on them, bro. Some no, with no but some of them is playing like some of them use them as like acts and shit, like in they like they street, bro. The shit they got is or crazy, or bro. to guard. Like my dad, when we was growing up, we uh, had a baboon like Rafiki. And I mean, if you've never seen one of those baboons in real life, like, bro, when I tell you the intimidating, intimidating, they teeth is the size of your head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And what basically they do is they'll tie them up so they walk along the fence line of like your property. A mandrel? Is it a mandrel? Uh-huh. With, the, with the blue nose, yeah, yeah well, see. white. Well, I remember mine was like white with the blue, and then like okay. the crazy ass. I don't know what the hell was yeah. going on. That with the but but that something was nasty going on. He said, cheeks, trauma cheeks, and baboon with mega knees. Yeah, I just remember the reason we had to get rid of it is because it started throwing its own shit at the people walking by. He's getting unruly. What's That's messed up crazy. is I'm pretty sure they probably ate that baboon, which is crazy. Damn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that baboon for throwing shit really, you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> really. It's different. Yeah. So, what's yeah. the, what, so what is eating over there? Man, once again, depends if you uh, poor or rich. <laughs> like, <laughs> depends on what you get. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I can say that in give the most pure form. Yeah, give us a, from each spectrum. I mean, like, if you rich, then you you probably eat in, like, bro, we got McDonald's, you know what I mean? It might not look like McDonald's here, but we got McDonald's. What's, what's that look whoa, like, whoa, though? Whoa, 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 They got McDoubles? It tastes different. It definitely no. tastes different. Well, like, like, I mean, like, even in the South, you get different uh, different uh, menu items. Yeah, because they had the spicy no. McChickens in the South first before hey, it came and up and guess here. what? You might in get Flor- greens. In at- Florida, mm. I got a 10-piece for a dollar something. Mm. I was like... How? Where was you? That was possum. That was a possum. That's what I thought. I was like, how does this happen? That was possum, though. It wasn't Illinois chicken nuggets. That's all I know. They were this big. They was regular them, size, but I don't know the percentage like of chicken. Tyson. I don't know the percentage of chicken. Banquet. They went next door and got because <laughs> I went to the store the other day. Chicken breast was on sale, and it said fifteen percent chicken. What is the Wait rest of this? That's yes. your water. The rest yes. of that shit water. The rest is probiotic rib. Mm. It be rib. Oh well, this is made with oh, that rib, rib meat. parts. That rib meat. Yeah. No. So I've never had it. chicken ribs. Yeah. It's different, bro. Wherever, even here, it's yeah. different. So what's a poor food? Um, that'd be like um, like here we got chitlins. Chitlins. Nah, um, bush meat would be like you know bush. What's meat? bush meat? What's bush I just meat? talked about this. Shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just told y'all about this. I just said that. Bush meat stew. It's bush stew. It's funny that you say that because it's like meerkat. I just told y'all about it. Like I just seen like the little head in there. Brandon, no. in, in an example, no, Bernard, no, 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 let him, let him explain. It's funny that you say that because when I first seen Rico for the first time, I almost thought he was a little African. And I know you guys look at his nose and you're like, okay, now nah, maybe not. But if you take that away, bro, my my uncles and cousins kind of look like that. It's just the drootness. I'm just keeping it real. Listen, so I'm, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm just keeping it real. Listen, I seen the 
Pharaoh on Facebook look just like me. Nigga had my dogs and all that. It was a Pharaoh. I think he thinks I'm not even trying to crack jokes. Because once again, because of the Discovery Channel, a lot of people just think Africans are this black, you know, purple. Nah, you know. Nah. My daddy is, I'm not gonna lie. He is a, he is a typical African, you know. But that's we supposed don't all, to be. Yeah, we don't all look all like yo, that. Tell, tell me the truth, bro, because I'm I'm about to go to ancestry.com and they ain't telling me what I need to know. I get I've, it, man. I've, I've had I've, a lot of cats foreign. That's been like, where are you from, Todd? <laughs> no, no cap. No, for real. You I got, had, the, you got I, the Ethiopian, you little Somalian. Hey, you look Somalian. Listen, listen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I went to oh, a white hand pantry. <laughs> no, I'm not even cap. I'm not. They no say get your ass back here and what make your sandwich. Then what did you just say? I, I, I don't know. This is no cap. This is no cap. Wait, wait. You went to what? White hand pantry nigga trying to go to work. Bodega. White hand he went to the bodega. Oh, okay. And I, hey, yeah. I got out. He of the, said, <laughs> white, hand. He said. white hand. Bro, I got out of the whip. And as soon as he was taking break, and as soon as I got out the whip, he said some stuff in their language. He yeah. tested you. He said, yeah. And I was like, what? He said, you're late. And he was like, <laughs> put your I, apron said, on and get back in the back. He asked me, he was like, where are you from? I was like, here. He was like, you look 100% you look Arabic. Some, you you no, have you that do, vibe. You, you, you do, Ethiopian Got that Somali vibe. No, no, no. no. So, so, you do. So you look like you're taking a class so, in Lincoln Land right now. No yeah. cap. <laughs> and you play soccer for you. No cap. Like and you work for Jamal. And you're riding the bus. I don't. So I got to go to history. You live by Dairy Queen. With some regular lace. You live in Chatham Hills. Chatham Hills? That's what you say? I don't know. It smell like bacon in your stomach. Hey, you're Timberlands is open to hey, for the listeners. Hey, hold on, wait, these hold niggas on. is trying to make hey. jokes right now. Hey, 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 these niggas on. is making jokes. Hey, you look. got in a big fight with lotion. Oh. <laughs> see, look, niggas is talking. See, no. Carry on. Time. D- d- see, see, I just don't want to So I don't even know. Make sure, make sure, make sure. Because listen, I really want him to explain to y'all Bush me. I know oh, I explained yeah, to y'all, yeah, but yeah, 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 I really yeah, want yeah. him to explain it. No, I'm going to let you explain to find out where you're from. Because I, hey, yes. but no, when you said. Or the next episode of Dangerous Being Pop. When you said. I'm going to figure this out, bro. I promise. Because look, when you said Ethiopia. I had, bro. I used to give tours. <laughs> no, 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 here. I did tours here at the Capitol. Okay. And so I, they used to. I'm a, I'm a nigga. So Todd, you take the uh, international tours. No doubt. No doubt. Immediately. Immediately. So Todd, you take the international ones. So after the tours, I'd have international tours ask dude was like, you look like you're from Ethiopia, all of that. So you said that right now. Mm-hmm. I'm finna go to Ancestry.com. But everybody in the tour, everybody in that tour would always be like, so how'd you get this job? And, and, here? and you should. Like I did it, even though I didn't want to, because bro, like I like I can go back almost five hundred to a thousand years and talk How, about my ancestors. So to me, you couldn't say that there was ever anything leaked in 
my ancestors that wasn't African. Like I'm how, a pure how, how, African. How, like it's I mean, not how, ancestry. My that kids come. are the like I didn't come from slaves. Like, how empowering does that feel to know oh. your lineage? That's real talk um, for sure. It, it, it does empower me, but I won't lie. Until I came here, I thought every Black American knew that. Until until I went to school for the first time, that was the first time I realized, like, like just the gaps, like dads not being there, like mm-hmm. just the, just everything. Like it was a wake up call. You know what I mean? Um, answer your ancestry dot com thing. Like I I went. Can and I did go it. there though? Because yeah. I feel like I can't. They're gonna be like, nigga, you from Lincoln? No, no, you can't. I mean, <laughs> well, actually, I did. You related Brian? You Cook. can go there, but you can also do it online. And I did mine online and sent it in. But long story short, I was ninety seven percent West African and three percent Arabic. And hmm. what's crazy about it is in my culture, a thousand or maybe not a thousand years ago, but in my culture, what's weird is that before the British came, we didn't know about Christianity. We Absolutely we actually we we were more we worshiped like a religion more like voodoo, like the old gods. Yes. You know what I mean? Before Original. all that, yeah, before yeah. even the Muslims came and the Christians came, all that stuff. It was the old gods. And long story short, in our um in our culture. It says that um, I forget how who who killed who, but basically it says Cain that killed Abel. And what's crazy about it is we still call him Cain. You know how many African names there is. But long story short, they say Cain was the one that taught us how to make steel after he ran from his land and killed his brother. And what's crazy about That's that wild. is before any of. Christianity, Muslim, and all that. That's a story back in our day. And it just, I don't know, whenever they gave me the ancestor test, I was like, okay, maybe Cain, you know, was my ancestor back in the day. And we did, because they say basically Cain and um, his followers or whatever came to a certain part of Nigeria and they were like the kings and queens for a while because we worshiped them because of their skin color and just their knowledge or whatever. Damn. So I don't know. That's some hey, that's some real deep. That's real deep. Yeah, I don't know. How a lot of folks don't realize that. Christianity came after Christ. Yeah. Like Christ was not a Christian. Mm. Well, no. Well, I mean, His people, name was Christ. But, but people would think that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Christ was a Christian. No, Christianity comes yeah, from Christ. Right. It came from the, it, you know? the origin is his name. Exactly. But to talk well, we, about we know that. Um, to talk about uh his bush meat, because I know he wants to. What is that? So, what is that? So bush meat, okay, so <laughs> I don't know what that what Please is this explain to Bush them, meat me. basically when you're poor like. and you know what I mean, and you can't afford like getting like, you know, like going to like we have markets, but you can't really afford the market. There'll be this stands that you can buy bush meat. Mm-hmm. What bush meat is is anything that came out of the junk. You know it's bush meat because you got to spit out the uh, pellet bullets mm-hmm. whenever you eat it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because it's yeah, okay. Sometimes it's in your stew or your rice because mm-hmm. you'll mix the meat in with that. But yeah, when you like I like you'll sit there, you'll eat, but then you'll have like on the side you'll have these like because you spit bullets. out a bunch of bullets. Yeah. <laughs> and long story short, it's like I mean. See, us Africans, we're not as... Uh, uh, ooh, I almost said some stuff I might have regretted. <laughs> we're not as bougie as y'all. No, no, no. I was going to say, like... 
like on the Western world, when there's animals, you guys got to make sure that you know what it is. You found it. You put a name to it. Y'all got to know every type of animal that's walking. Because if there's an animal that's walking in your backyard in the Western world and you don't know it, it drives y'all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's like, that shit's lunch. Yeah. I don't know what that is. That's thigh meat. This is an animal we got. Yeah, today. so there's a lot of bush meat that I don't even think for say that we really know what type of creature it is, but it's like possums, rats. Bats, oh, that's bats, real bush. Like anything that's in a bush that's small that I guess like we call the them, rich or normal people wouldn't eat if you laid it out for them. We call, them, we call them varmints. Yeah, sometimes, I won't lie, sometimes it's horse, dog. Like it's just bush meat. Like it's all the Bro, and that shit more, be... <laughs> Cooked to yeah. a cri- ain't no, you wouldn't know. Ain't you no, won't because they mix it together. They might mix pasta. Oh, you gotta get that game with taste rat, out of it. You won't know. Like you'll oh be eating. It's the, it's, Lord, it's, the, it's <laughs> damn near. <laughs> I got a horse dog. Like awesome. You say it like but that, but it's probably we fire though. If if you, you, you eat it, I'll eat bush meat. I've been, you know, I won't lie. Nourished, but once again, because hey, to this day, if if them chili, like niggas always hit me with this. I got a lot of bougie niggas, but but I will eat. I, mean, I got I, a tie dye. Exactly. Exactly. I'll, I'll put some hot sauce on that and on that, and it's. Um, I bet you won't put that shit on this fried bag. <laughs> See, but on that COVID, you, you couldn't, you couldn't, tell, you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell me I'm eating back. No, listen. When you get it, that motherfucker still put together the the, the little motherfucker like this with his face on. Still, See, they're no. handing you the whole entire bat. Sometimes, bro. sometimes, sometimes they do, and sometimes they'll cut it up in a mixture. Because what he's you talking about is soups and shit. Because when they cut it up in a mixture for you, mm-hmm. it's even cheaper. Yeah. I you know, know this is messed up, but I'm telling y'all, I know. This is the hot dog of the bush I, know. Yeah. I don't know how hey, he figured out about bush hey, but he's right, though. Cuz just know? said that, though. Cuz just said it. We eat hot, people eat hot dogs. Still that's bush meat to me. That's what, that's that what he said. That's, that's what he said. Yeah. That, now, yeah, now, now that I think about it, I never thought about it like that. Now, there's a thing called scrapple. That's another thing. On the East Coast, they have a, it's not sausage, but it's called scrapple. I don't know what that is. The floor of where they was making sausage. It's bush meat. Man, it's floor meat. I mean, I've looked at the ingredients. It's like. Nigga, brown swagger to me is bush meat. What is that? All of that type of stuff is just getting broken down and categorized. I never even thought about it like that until y'all said that like that, really. Now y'all make me feel better about eating bush meat. Like, I referenced Wu earlier. Ghost told you dead meat on the shelf. Y'all eating cold cuts. Amen. But that's what I will say. Even though it's bush meat, it was killed the day before. You know what I mean? We don't really have a lot of... It's fresh. Yeah, we don't... So, and in, in like, especially maybe not, not in all African cultures, but preserved. in my culture, like, for example, you know, and this is how, like, real it is. Like, one time my uncle picked up a goat and put it in his trunk. He put the tire on top of the goat. He put his suitcases on top of the tire and they closed it. We drove for four hours. When we got out, when we got out, my uncle was screaming pissed because not for the goat's health, but because if that goat had died, we wouldn't have eaten it. Yep. And oh, that's just on the floor. He wasn't going to eat a dead animal. No. He needs to... Oh, hey. I see. Yeah. Hey, but and that's my head, that's I'm like, bro, the goats, like, you we eat like, that food. Life, like, we eat that food. We go buy chicken breasts that have been sitting on the shelf for how long? You don't even know. Now, no. listen, listen. We talked to the turkey man. 
He said that turkey goes from the Man. from the from the what did he call it? The to, gobbler to the whatever he said. To, to the grind to the all thirty all thirty minutes to flash freeze. That's right exactly. there. Man, that's real. Fresh. That's real. That's it's why a different it's, taste. That's, that's why his product is mm. what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that people don't freeze their meats for months on end. I'm just saying before they freeze it. It, they got it right off like that. He right. was breathing the day before. Right. They might have frozen for four months or what in a deep yeah. freezer, but he was alive before they got to like. Yes. They're not. There's really not. How do I say, like a middleman. It's, it's, it's or, almost like the like America is backwards. We want seafood in that manner, but nothing else. Right. Uh, True. Right. 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 It's also uh, you know paying homage to you know that 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 nourishment. Yeah. You know because you we. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a time where you could just go get food. You had to come up, you had to find it, you had to get it, and then you you paid homage to the animal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We don't do yeah. that. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. There was a time we did pay homage to animals, mm-hmm. like the old gods and stuff like that. Like, I always You say people, that twice, man. That sounds so powerful when you say the old gods, man. Because it's just like, you know, how do I say this in the right way? I don't believe in religion, but I believe in a God. I believe in karma and a God. And the reason I don't Spirituality. Believe, do, yeah. do you, like, for, does your culture believe in multiple gods or so so that's that's kind of where i'm getting at is that like especially my family you know they're torn between christianity and muslim and in my head it's just like you guys bicker over this type of stuff at you know events and stuff like that and you guys go back and forth about this one and this was but like it's kind of like i told you guys about the Cain and the Abe story, there might be a lot more behind it than we all really know. For sure. Maybe it is all really tied together. We're trying to make it a difference, so we have sides to choose from. But really, it's it's the same guy. It's all maybe a same story. Yeah, it's the same story. Wow. I read that today. It's the same story, and it's the same guy. And I could have it wrong, but I know... Put it like this. Same story, and same if guy. If you do believe in a God, well, my God that I believe in, I know if we ever come face to face, it Maybe I'm wrong, but I guarantee you're not going to be like, oh, man, why didn't you do this like this or this? Well, I'm going to be like, bro, with all the knowledge you gave me on this earth mm. that I live, this is how I played the game, right or wrong. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, man, I, and when you said right or wrong, there's a lot of things that aren't right or wrong, but society makes you choose a side, and it's just not right or wrong. Yeah. For sure. True. It's just not hey, agreeable man, look, with look, everybody. Look, 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 look. The, the lack of knowledge... That's that's the key, man. If you don't got the knowledge of whatever that is, mm. you're a fool on the other side of the for subject. Sure. For sure. So ignorance, ignorance does not mean but stupid. To me, that to me, it's the same guy because it's already he's got many names. And I read something today. He got many names. Read he something should, today because there's many lands. For sure. Yeah. And there's it, it, many how, tongues. How can exactly as many tongues as many languages? There's so many similarities. There's so many similarities between all of Everything. Bo- all of the religions, but there's just those little bit of differences that keep the was, the conversation it, of right. and us. It's made. It's man made to me. It is. It, it's man made, yeah. and you're always gonna make your stuff to how you do stuff. And and then too, not to bring up like you know the old gods and stuff like that, but like back then we believed in the power of words, and what I mean by that is That's that real. you know. Um, like faith, I can never take that away from somebody. Like faith, that's something that's almost like you can't even describe it really. And what I mean by that is that the power in the words of like the old gods and stuff like that, we understood like when we chanted this name and we felt that faith, 
it wasn't necessarily because it's almost like magic. We were heightening ourselves because of these words that we installed. Like yes, vibration and change. Yeah, I'm was trying to explain this in the right way vibration. for you guys to kind of get. But oh, we it was hear, almost we hear, like baby. magic. We almost like well, if you said it this type of God, you would feel that sensation, which yeah. is like faith. You know yeah, what I mean? It is. And if you said this type of God, maybe you'd feel mournful. Or maybe it would humble you down, like, you know, or calm you down, like, you know what I mean? Or just certain words. And, you know, I just, I think... In today's world, like church and stuff, is the same thing when we're like, amen, or, you know, or when we're like, you know, you know, we are just using words to give us power, you know what I mean, which gives us faith. And I mean, I think sometimes we, instead of kind of looking like around it and trying to, we look too much into it, you know what I mean? We dive into, okay granddaddy did it like this, so we got to do it like this. It's like same thing with, like, you know, the African culture. Like, I always tell them, and they hate when I say it, like, like certain food from, like, my culture, they've been cooking now for 500 years, and it sucks. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, there's a reason, you know, there's a reason why, you know, I like the Western world. You know, they improve on certain things, you know, and I get it. Like, it shouldn't be filled with, like, spices or, you know, sugar, a bunch of stuff that might be fattening and stuff like that. But I like the evolution. You know what I mean? In my culture, we get very stuck on, man, the ancestors did it like that, so that's how we do it. You know, respect it. Base, no, that's, that's baseball. Stuff. I want to eat good. Like, yeah, I want to right. well, so, some pepper Let me like, you know, ask you a question. <laughs> Are there a lot of uh, things like high blood pressure and diabetes in your culture? Um, Because I know there is in mine. Until you... Uh, <laughs> high sauce. Chitlins. I mean, you know, chitlin, yeah. Sodium. So, yes and no. And what I mean by that is that the Africans and, like, America... We see a lot of that because we try to get the same type of ingredients that we get in Africa, but they're really not the same ones, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And same things with the red meats, you know what I mean? Like, um, one thing I can say, like, growing up, like, in, like, this culture and whatever, like, I used to get, like, um, I mean, all of us did probably, like, acne and stuff like that. And I used to go back to Africa, and they used to look at me like, what the fuck is that on your face? <laughs> because, like, that, that um, sugar, younger, and like, acne stuff Coca-Cola. that men was getting, stuff like that. <laughs> in shit. Africa, we don't get that. And, yeah. I mean, when I tell you some of these people is in dirt bacteria, and you don't like, yeah, bro. And beautiful. they don't get no acne. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and so <laughs> it's just, you know what I mean? Makes it, sense. I'm trying to say this in the right way, you know, it's, I don't want to say there isn't over there because if you get like a lot of money, you'll see a lot of bigger Africans and that's just because they're eating really good. I mean, they got maids and they're eating six, seven well, you know, a day. You know, it's funny. You know, like, it's funny that America has products that we export mm. to different countries and those countries um, don't allow certain things that we allow. Yeah. So if you have, you have two boxes of Fruit Loops, mm-hmm. one's going to, uh, the UK and one staying here. This one here in the United States has this, 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 and this. Mm. But this box of Fruit Loops that's going to the UK is missing like ten ingredients because they don't allow that shit. Oh yeah, UK don't play with that type of um, yeah. So I mean, in like in, in other other countries, mm-hmm. so we are allowing these these things yeah. for our own citizens. Yeah. Wait, so niggas it's got funny, like diet versions of cereal? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, it, so in England, be. it's all diet. So basically, even when... <laughs> it's so crazy because you guys probably did it, I think, in like the 90s or 80s, but it's still big in England when you go get a drink, you buy the syrup. A lot of people don't even buy the drinks. They buy the syrup. And you put the okay. syrup in water and you mix it like that. That's how you... To keep yourself from... 
getting too much soda. Like if you that's have the soda, old school. That's they the still old do school. that, man. You go to the, like, you, you buying know. bag in the box that's, that's joints. That's crazy. Oh god. Hey, see, see, four was like. I want to know was like, man. Because I'm not even gonna lie. And all my years of being around, you know, Americans, I ain't never heard nobody bring up bush meat. That's like our little, that's like our little secret embarrassing, like, I don't know, like, you know, in the hood, yeah, that's all I was going to say. You don't talk about eating chillings. You, know, you, you just know grandma making chillings. I, I, yeah, I don't know how, unless, like I said, because I ain't never heard of African. African. That just straight up goes, I African. eat bush meat or comes out saying it. Because that's like, you say you eat bush meat, you was No, damn, so so, so where poor. I get the bush meat from, like, just like how, like, they um they watch us and copy what we do and stuff. Like, I'm the same way. So, like, I watch documentaries oh, yeah, yeah, all yeah. day. Yeah. And I remember um, I kept hearing about bush meat. But remember I told you they had, they, they had that they had on Vice. It was, it was for Ebola. And they God. went down there, and it was two dudes. I never forget it. They had a back, and it was like uh, the dude asked him, like, "So they say Ebola is in the food?" He's like, "There's no, there's, there's, there's no, there's no Ebola in this food." And they, and they, and both of them grabbed the meat. They ripped that shit, and one of them cut themselves because it's still it was a, it was a bat. And when he ripped that motherfucker, I'm like, and start eating that shit right on. Man, I got. I'm gonna send it to the group chat. Whoa. I really want y'all to watch yeah, it. It's, it's fire. Yeah, we done. Yes. Yeah, because I'm, I'm telling you right now, I got cheese and chips. I watch documentaries mm-hmm. all day. I love mm-hmm. documentaries, but I, you no know, face. Mm-hmm. I'm just not mm-hmm. able. I'm too Americanized to just to just break a bat open and be like, nigga, yeah. You know why you say that? If I had it's because you ain't never would. really been hungry. And that's real talk. <laughs> real that's hungry. real talk. Like, I'm talking about real hunger where you like, <laughs> not like, man, I kind of like the stomach. Like, I'm talking about like, bro, if I don't eat, I might eat my uh, partner. And you know what? <laughs> and that's no cap. No, that's no like, cap. You would never, people are like, I never eat a human. Okay. I know that. I know Stand that from Cliffhanger. You uh, might eat your boy. Bro, let me tell you what. Survival mode. I'm not saying like I kill my boy to eat him, but if man, I was like we were stranded. Hold on, I forgot. I'm on the podcast. Yeah, Iowa eat a body, bro. Oh, God. Don't let me go hungry and be around. Hey, I'm tired. This nigga didn't say it. I've already said it. Hey, 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 tough times at high school, baby. Don't sign that contract. Iowa eat a body. Listeners, listeners, listeners. Know which one of your niggas will eat you. Rico, Rico got me excited with all this bush talk. <laughs> I you, you know, baby, I said, come on this podcast and not make a fool of myself, and he got me. I don't say you're gonna rap. I don't say you're gonna rap, or you're gonna get wrapped up. <laughs> Listeners, you should know who is gonna eat you or not. Yeah. Cause yeah. niggas will eat you. Who's capable of cannibalism? Yeah. I'm just saying, but no, you're right about that. I don't know that. See, that's I the difference between me and you. I, I, so, mm, let's not go there. <laughs> I, I already we know was, what I'll do. I didn't. You look Somalian. You look Somalian. You might touch like barbecue or something. Right. <laughs> I was just going to say, you look Somalian, but, but you can look like the like rotisserie chicken. I know. Tell, hey, hey, Ayo, you gotta tell. Thirty-eight days later, you looking like a baked chicken Ayo, from Sam's uh, Club. Tell me for real, though, bro, because niggas is always saying, "Nigga, you is Dominican." 
I've been Dominican. I've been you need to ask Ancestry.com. That's I don't think Ancestry.com got the they answer. Got, they got, they got more answers. Over there looking like a natural second base. How how can they how can they have the answers when they my history is kind of gone. Let me let me tell you how crazy the Western world is when it comes to like, bro. They are so scientifically there. They could literally find descendants of Jesus, bro. <laughs> you think that they couldn't find where you from? <laughs> I'm just asking because, it, like, like to like me, they it's, on a whole other level. With the this stats be stuff. like, <laughs> if I'm going off the regular stats that I believe that they were running off of, I'm from Lincoln. Me and my niggas is from Lincoln. <laughs> Have you, have you had this conversation? Tribe of brothers from Lincoln. With my father, <laughs> he's from Lincoln. Oh, in man. his eyes. In so his what, eyes. what are we talking? Like, I'm from Lincoln. But but Io said something in very like it, it was pronoun for me tonight. Um, like I don't know my grandfather's. I don't. Parents' name. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. Now, what's he so did. crazy is like my last name means, I mean, my last name, uh, Bitogun, means um, warrior. And that wasn't my last name 200 or 300 years ago. That was given to us by the kingdom because we were berserkers and we were the frontline warriors. So we were given to this day, my dad has that land that he's already turning into a kind of a city. But basically, my family was given like two, like, I think it's like, almost 50 acres uh, to, and we only farmed like 5% of it because we were so poor until like my dad had some money to kind of go there and do other stuff with it. But I mean, yeah, like bro, before Abitogun, we were uh, Anju. And basically once we did that, they gave us a new last name for the last 300 years. That's been our last name. God damn. My last name, Irish. (laughs) Newman. Newman. Ain't that crazy? First name, Sean. The only spelling that I've seen with my last name is in the Middle East. I need to ask these these niggas, where am I from? There it is. Because they ain't telling me. They ain't telling me the truth. They're not telling me the truth. I got your soul searching. Got you one. Got you. Bro, them Carlinville Gorns. Hold on. Didn't we do a podcast where we was like, we did something where we was going to do that for him, wasn't we? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, they should do it. But this, Let's do it. But this is the thing. Spin the cup. We're going to send that shit off. It'll I've been having COVID this test. problem. It'll change this, is, your life, man. this is nothing new. The international tour. Where are you from? Cuba? You not from Atlanta? I don't know. You ain't from Atlanta. I don't know where I'm from. You probably is Cuban though, low key. Why you got? Why is that? Rafael Santana. Why? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Wasn't there a lot of Africans? Oh yeah. Put into Cuba during the Caribbean. Like, I don't. That. that was a stop. I'm sure. That was a Ty, stop. What on kind the, of drugs uh, you got caught with? Was it coke? <laughs> I never got caught with no coke. <laughs> well, he might not be. And I'll um, never tell I, what I got caught with. Well, we, we never would. We tell. gonna talk off the air because I want to. Because I ain't gonna talk about Because niggas start telling themselves out of nowhere. Hey, I caught a body. Grandma two years ago. No, we ain't. I caught a body. No, we ain't doing none of that. Matter of fact, Shadi just ain't a body. Cut too. This got cut too. Oh, God. I.O., we appreciate you coming through the podcast, yeah. man. We yes, sir. appreciate you tapping yeah. in. Hey, is there anything that you 
wanted to talk about? Anything you uh, want to leave the listeners with? Man, I I think we, you know, it hit, hit everything. Like I said, I really wanted to come on here, and I won't lie, before I w- was going to come on here, you know what I mean, and even... You know, talking to my guy over here, bro. It was it was gonna come from a lot more of an angry place, man. And I really appreciate you guys. You know what I mean? Just being open to you know listening to me because I think that really calmed you know what I mean the air for me. And not only that, just you know what I mean, just not only just with everything that's you know what I mean going on. Because like sometimes like I tell people like I'm human, and sometimes I forget that like people don't really know me like that. It's kind of like a facade, kind of what they hear from other people or see on the internet. So, you know, to me, you know what I mean? I want to get aggressive because that's what I I know from it. You it's know, natural. Black. Yeah, it's natural. Well, that's male, that's male yeah. ego. It's yeah. defensive that's also, ego. you know, yeah. and it's natural. And one thing I just kind of want to get away from this and I, you know what I mean? And I really hope the, uh, the message like is like, you know, received the right way is that, you know, it's one thing to like unify and like to say that, hey, we're going to be more, you know, we're all going to get along and stuff like that and won't be any of that. But man, forget all that. If we're, if we're not unifying to work towards something, y'all stay over there. I'm cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like. I want this city, like there's so many like different pillars in this city of people. And if we could find a way to like get together for whatever type of goals and stuff like that, we could really see something big. Like I'm just so tired of being from a city where we have more gifted people here than I see in most cities, talented people, but can't nobody get a break. But first, the break has to start with us. Like, we have to ask ourselves, like, when are we going to get together? Not just to be like, okay, we cool with each other and we not beefing, but actually do something. Like, I I know I'm probably late on the whole Wu-Tang thing, but if Ghostface and Raekwon (laughs) can settle they beef, nah. But I mean, just long story short, I guess what I'm trying to say is even just myself, like, I'm willing to be in the back burner to be a team player. Like, I don't care about the, all the extra stuff anymore. Like, I just want to see somebody succeed in the hopes that I can succeed. Like, bro, like, I don't know about y'all, but like I just said, I'm, I feel like I'm walking around in somebody else's skin. And if I'm not, I guess I'm done with the pride stuff. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not too petty to ask for help or to be a team player, even with everything that I got. I just want to move forward in the city, and I know we all do, so it's just kind of where I'm at. So. That's dope, that's dope. We definitely appreciate you being on, man, and I, I believe this was a, one of the dopest podcasts we had. For <laughs> sure, for yes, sure. Sir. Yes, sir. With Thank extra you special Thank guests. Hey, Todd. What's good? <laughs> you know what this is? <laughs> This is intentional danger. (laughs) (laughs) This is intentional danger, Phil.